Welcome to Paradise. Our first campaign, Advantage in Paradise, is a weekly actual play D&D podcast recorded live on Twitch every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the dulcet tones of our dungeon master, Sean O'Donovan, as he guides you through the wondrous world of Aradun. All right, welcome back, everyone, to uh, our right. live actual welcome play D&D oh, game, shoot. Advantage uh, in Paradise. I'm so sorry, everybody. Continue. <laughs> um, uh, sorry about that. Uh, thank you for joining us again uh, this week. Um, as always, uh, our um, audio is provided by Sirenscape, uh, mostly, but also a little bit of tabletop um, uh, tabletop audio. Um, please check them out for your own games. They're really helpful. They really help set the mood. Uh, similarly, we have the D&D uh, Beyond Overlay, so you can keep track of our characters' stats as we go through our adventure um, and see really cool uh, um, information about each of the characters live as they're actually playing. Um, those are our announcements for tonight. Oh, and um, episode one is up on our uh, YouTube channel if you want to uh, re-watch that or catch up. Um, episode two should be live tonight on the uh, YouTube channel, so there's enough to catch up, and episode three will be up as soon as we can um, after tonight. Um, so if you want to catch up or you want to get your friends to watch the show, please feel free to share those links uh, with everyone you know. Um, now, uh, without further ado, let's just get into some D&D. All right. <clears throat> Last week, our loose camaraderie of adventurers, having captured one of the assassins coming to kill Angus, the guard they had met the day prior, they needed to make their next move. After much debate, they decided Cal and Scarlet should go retrieve their friend in the guard, Sergeant McClear, to bring him to the crime scene, to show him what they had discovered while investigating Angus's home, um, as well as to show them the corpse of one of the assassins and the assassin they captured and questioned. Um, the only information they could garner from him is who he worked for, Archdruid Orlin. The plan was to bring him to the scene of the crime. Now, while they did this, Wiswick, Timber, and Curon were to keep watch over their captive. Wiswick, growing concerned with the plan, as his friends were uh, gone much longer than he hoped, um, decided to venture off to see what became of his allies with the aid of his familiar. Not before having a long discussion with Curon about what they should do with the prisoner. Uh, having wanted to bring the prisoner uh, to the camp, um, they needed somewhere to keep him away from the open. So they brought him out to the backyard and uh, seeing not much uh, coverage in the backyard, they noticed only one place they could hide him, the outhouse in the back. So they deposited their captive into the outhouse. Uh, Curon retired to the top floor to watch the courtyard as Timber began dragging the dead assassin out to the backyard area to begin digging a very shallow grave for him. Um, and at that point, Wiswick decided he was going to venture out to see what had come of <clears throat> his allies. 
While this was occurring, Cal and Scarlet found themselves under questioning by Captain Domnall of the Guard. Um, not trusting their, their request to meet with uh, Sergeant McClear, who had been sleep was sleeping at the time, he brought them in for questioning to inquire exactly what Scarlet meant when she said there was a murder. The discussions grew hostile. Um, Domnall, unsure of whether he should trust these individuals, decided his only option was to bring McClear into the situation to clarify exactly who these two travelers were. As this was happening, Wiswick snuck carefully back, back to the circle of the market to see what had become of his friends. Using Jet, his familiar bat, he quickly at first found the room that they uh, were being held in and questioned. At that time, uh, <clears throat> the captain had returned with McLear and he caught the very end of their conversation um, where the captain essentially told them, show us the body, bring us to the scene of the crime. That caused Wiswick to immediately recall his familiar and start scuttling back to, uh, to the scene of the crime where, while this was all happening, Timber, while digging his grave for the, uh, the other assassin's body, noticed something, a sound out of the corner of his ear of skittering and scattering. At first, it was only that at first until he slowly started to hear the muffled groans and slowly the muffled screams of the captive within the outhouse quickly dashed to the side right after howling and barking up to alert Curon that something was wrong. What he found next was dozens and dozens of little black beetles that had crawled into the outhouse and had begun tearing the flesh of their captive from his skin and just eating him, essentially, devouring his body live. <clears throat> It was at this point that Curon or uh, Timber jumped into action and began ripping from their captives' arms and legs, so he could be free to escape the beetles. Upon doing so, the man ran out into the courtyard and collapsed to the ground, scratching at his own face, ripping his own hair and skin away as the beetles were ripping at his flesh. It was by this point that Curon had come down, and the two of them attempted the best they could to ward off this swarm of beetles without harming um, the assassin that they had captured. And they were mostly successful after a few blunders. Uh, Timber attempted to pick up a hot log with his mouth, causing some, some pretty bad burns and uh, some missing fur around his muzzle. Uh, Curon, attempting to use his sacred flames of Iluvanya to burn away the beetles, had harmed their captive a little bit. And as, as they tried and tried, slowly they heard the screams intensify until the body went, fell limp and was covered from head to toe in a black uh, suit of beetles. It was at this point that Curon called forth to uh to Ilivanya to spare this man from his from death's door as he was grasping at the inches of life it worked but the man was heavily disfigured and still being attacked 
attacked by these beetles. He began dragging him into the house as out of the corner of his eye, he saw not the woven form of tim timber, but a, a large humanoid lycanthropic human uh, hybrid uh, leaping out in his werewolf form, holding a hot, hot poker with a burning log at the end. He began swinging it wildly at these beetles and through their combined efforts, Curon was able to pull um, <clears throat> pull the captive away while uh, Timber in his humanoid form was able to scatter the swarm of beetles. They only had a moment's breath before their comrades would arrive back. Timber immediately turning to Curon told him to tell no one of his werewolf in form and very and, and subtly returned to his previous winter or his previous wild wolf form. Curon began just scattermindedly cleaning the place up, unsure of how to make the scene look any better as his comrades were returning at this point. Uh, well, Wiswick returned first and seeing the the, uh, the mess cast pristine vegetation to at least minor clean up the, the, the space, but there was still a badly disfigured captive and a, a whole lot of beetle corpses in the back um, before Cal and Scarlet returned with the captain and the sergeant and two other guards. <clears throat> what, it, what happened next was a bit of a hostile exchange as the captain demanded explanation. After sharing what truthfully happened um, with the, uh, the assassin, Captain Domino wanted to secure the area and bring the entire party back to the dormitories of the barracks so that questioning could be continued. Um, and if they could hold them there, um, not under arrest, but um, just uh, unable to go other places <laughs> until the investigation was completed. There was some hostile reactions from the party, um, but ultimately the group agreed to depart with him. Um, it wasn't until you arrived at the barracks that things truly went wrong. The guards at the barracks, not truly knowing what was happening, all they knew was to search you for weapons and to keep you uh, under house arrest. And it started off fine. Um, though they were irritated with some of your comments, they were slowly collecting your weapons one at a time until they reached Scarlet. They searched her and found any remaining daggers, and they found an especially interesting dagger to her, something that seemed precious to her. When they took it, her reaction was not compliance, but but. Uh, but to attempt to retrieve her her dagger from these uh, from these uh, guards, um, having some some reason to risk it all to get this dagger back, um, she was unsuccessful in retrieving the dagger. And soon, several guards swarmed the courtyard to take her down below into the prisons of the barracks. It was at that point that they also began bringing the rest of the party away to keep them under lockdown. Cal attempted to, to reason with them, but it was of no use. And they eventually dragged you all into a dormitory off to the side and locked the door behind, you, behind them. They brought <clears throat> Scarlet down into the basements 
where she found herself in the pitch black darkness of the prisons in a central cage. Um, Timber had followed them down. They were largely unsure of how to deal with a uh, what seemed to be a lar- mostly wild wolf. Um, there they left you, and they returned upstairs, Timber following them, them carefully keeping an eye on the, the wolf. As Timber saw the captain and Mechlira come inside with the two corpses of the assassins. And alone in the dark, dark prisons of the uh, Maginset barracks, uh, um, Scarlet lit one flame with her hands and observed the cold, dark emptiness that she found herself in as Cal and the rest cursed and found themselves uh, trapped in one of the unused dormitories in Timber, stuck in the courtyard with the rest of the guards watching him, two corpses resting under the moonlight. And that's where we'll begin tonight. And we'll begin with Cal, Kiran, Wiswick. I believe the last line I said was, uh, well, this all went tits up rather quickly, didn't it? That's exactly the last line you said. <laughs> um, in all the confusion, I believe I've developed a head cold. Um, anyway. So, thoughts, ideas? What do we got? I mean, if you really want, if you really think things are going to go badly, I mean, I might be able to, like, do something about it, you know? Right, right, but, of course, uh, yes. I um, don't think we should result to that. I mean, these people are, there's probably a lot more of them than there are of us. You know, I, I uh, tend to agree with you. I think that this will all get settled out in our favor um, once the uh, proper channels have been um, uh, informed, I guess is the word, and, and have been able to make an appropriate, educated decision, which has usually been my experience with the law. Kiran? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, as it stands, it has been quite a uh, day for all of us. I believe I will sit down for a bit. Trance away. You know, I could, I am um, one, roughly one nineteenth of my health feels a little bit down, so I'm going to, um, uh, I should probably take a bit of a, bit of a nap myself. Uh, as I have no really other method of getting out of here for us, so Wiswick, any uh, any ideas, sir? Mm, or thoughts? Not sir? really. Maybe I'll uh, draw something on the walls here. Leave a little you know message for someone. Yeah. yeah, that would be lovely. I'm sure. Kind of like a down the line. Ooh, make it cryptic. Make it like vague and spooky. That'll be great. Mm. Do you really believe the gods will appreciate vandalizing there? It's resting? not vandalism if it looks nice. Yeah, I'll make it smooth. There was an artist in my hometown. Uh, he went by the name of, um, what was it? I think it was Bankser or something like that. And he would, uh, he would carve uh, effigies on the wall. And, and, you know, at first everyone was like, that Bankser, he needs to quit the vandalism. But in the end, it was like, this is pretty special because it's very good. I, I start drawing... I start uh, like taking a rock from inside and just like chipping away at the wall and like making a little swirly thing, and 
eventually I'm going to make a detailed uh, thing that says in Gnomish, mage in a cage. Sure, <laughs> you got you got nothing but time right now. And I'm gonna um, I'm gonna settle in for as long a rest as I could squeeze. Okay, Kieran will uh, enter a trance. Okay, easy enough. There's, I mean, it's really just a, a very small um, room with um, like four uh, four bunk beds essentially. So there's there's eight places you could rest for the night um, <clears throat> with just a very very low lit. Um, uh, torch by the uh, the door. Yeah, Most I guess I'll take the now. first watch and uh, wake somebody up when it's time for me to take a break. Okay. Easy enough. Um, so why don't you give me uh, a perception check while they start their, their rest? Sure. Oh, we're doing good tonight. I can feel it. We're doing good tonight. I got a 19. Wow. Good to know. All right. Going to check in with Scarlet at this point. What would you like to do? You're alone in your, your, your cage. Um, the doors are locked from the other side. You do have your flame out. You do notice there are uh, about three other people in this low, uh, basement prison with you. There's two straight to your uh, right and uh, one to your left. Um, your flame is lighting up mostly most of the room, um, but the corners are still dim, um, and you're mostly seeing that that reflection in, in the eyes from the fire. Um, they're, they seem afraid of you um, since you've cast this light, and they've mostly seen no light other than from the guards. And to see a, uh, a fully armored woman brandishing a flame puts plenty of fear into their hearts. What would you like to do? Um the the cage is it like um like squares like would i be able to fit my hand through it um it would be tight but you would you know it's it's a classic you know iron bars um where you could probably you could you could definitely configure your arms out it would be uncomfortable and difficult to do anything on the other side but Mm. you'd be able to do it she's gonna think about picking the lock but then she's gonna think about everything that happened already, and she's gonna just sit there and just stare at the fire. She's not gonna say anything. Okay. Um, so yeah, so you you sit there quietly, uh, contemplating all the ways you could get out, but whether or not you should do it, and then thinking about all the other times you this has been found yourself in this situation, and you decide to sit quietly. You hear Quiet every now and then. Yeah, right. Exactly. At the end of this, I'm just going to be, it's going to be the, the last season of Game of Thrones, where it's like six months later. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you know, uh, you slowly, um, you listen and you hear the footsteps above you. You hear the sort of haggard breathing in the corner that slowly um, simmers to what sounds like low mumbled snores from the people falling asleep and your eyes grow heavy as the night progresses till slowly eventually your flame goes out and you rest for the night timber what would you like to do now you're in the middle of the ruckus of the courtyard there are several guards the captain and MacLear are there with the two bodies 
sort of laid out on tarps or blankets on the, um, the in the middle of the courtyard. There are about three guards all standing around you, holding their swords at the ready. Um, <clears throat> and you can see someone behind them with what looks like a, a chain uh, collar um, getting ready to, you can guess. <laughs> um, uh, Timber would like to just uh, start, not running, but turn around briskly and just start walking back to the entrance of the, the entrance to the jail. Or the, okay. the steps to the jail. Prison. So, and when you turn and walk, are you just going to walk at a slow, careful pace? Yep, I'm just, and if, if they co- approach me further, he's going to start picking up pace. But Okay. Just going to... So they are going to, they, they do start to approach you. Okay, uh, I'm going to quicken the pace and make sure I keep an equal distance away. Okay. If they start are running, I'm running. <laughs> and are you running down into the jail? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to uh, uh, retcon you slowly falling asleep, uh, <laughs> uh, Scarlet, because maybe you are slowly falling asleep, but some ruckus is going to come down. All right. Um, as you do hear the quickening pace of what is familiar paw print, paw uh, sounds as Timber is dashing down the, the steps and you hear the heavy pace of um, what sounds like uh, five guards behind him. Um, Timber, you reach the base of the, the steps and it leads into, well, it's actually, it's more of a, you go down one step and it turns and goes down another. Um, and when you reach the base of that, uh, you do see, there's at that point a Scarlet, Scarlet's flame is sort of slowly coming out um, Scarlet, right before your flame goes out, you do see Timber at the bottom of the stairs. And you guys make eye contact. What would you like to do? Um, how far? So, is her? It's not like a hallway, like that she's in. No, it's like a, it's like just d- where the down the steps. That's just her gate right there. That's, I'm just looking right at her gate. Yeah, so essentially what, what it is, is it goes in, um, the stone wall of the foundation ends, and the bars begin on the left and right, which are cages on this side, yep. and then it, um, um, it, when it comes forward, there is a gap that leads to around her cage, but her cage is right in the middle. It's a uh, standalone cage. Ah, okay. Um, I oh. would like to, to run to Scarlet's Cage, turn around and sit down <laughs> with my back to Scarlet. <laughs> okay, all uh, right. And then I want to like as soon as he does that, I'm just like shove my hand through and and just kind of like look reproachfully mm. at the guard and be like, "What did you scare him for? He wasn't doing anything." So you say that. Um, so as soon as the guards get down to the base of the steps, one of them grabs uh, um, a torch on their way down. And holds it up and just sort of sees the silhouetted lit um, figure of uh, Timber in front of the bars and sees you behind him, hand kind of out scratching his neck and uh, um, the shadows of the bars on your face as they approach and you say that. And uh, the first guard is just holding it up. We've, we've got to lock him up. We can't have your hound wandering these walls. 
You just said that you didn't mind if it stayed with its mask. What's the harm? He's not doing anything. Rather lonely down here. Sorry, miss, but you've got to chain him up. You at least bring him he could stay here. He could stay here, but we can't have him freed. Well, can you send Boys. him here with me? It'll keep the beast calm. Of course. Don't want to cause any more trouble. Looks back and, and nods for the two guards behind the three to come in. And they are carrying um, essentially two longer poles that each come to a, ch a chain collar at the end that has a chain hanging off of it. And they are slowly approaching um, Timber. What do you do, Timber? I growl and and, turn, and nip. <laughs> 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 uh, Timber, I'd like you to make an intimidation check. Oh, yes. We will. Well, oh, right. It's charisma. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. 15. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the guards, as they're approaching, um, they get, uh, they get like a couple of feet from you as you start to nip at them and they sort of like one of them like drops his pole and sort of falters back <laughs> but the uh the same guy who's speaking to uh scarlet uh comes up and just sort of shoves the man forward um and just picks up the pole himself and they just sort of are like forcing themselves forward he looks to the guy he pushes and says hold the beast down you see that guy kind of carefully like he doesn't like grab you but like temperedly puts uh a hand on your 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 back as, um, like that. <laughs> as uh as the, col the collar opens up the man says to scarlet you said the beast would comply i i did but you're scaring him i can't be responsible for what you do for calm your beast that's all right it's at this point the 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 collars they they you're like you may you're squirming but they they the collar is under your neck and about to be closed around around oh uh, uh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna yank out right before he closes it are you gonna try to actually escape from it or just yank away oh yeah i'm gonna try to escape from it okay uh give me a dexterity uh is there uh, any way i can help him like kind of um, maybe like I don't know if my hand would reach far enough to like. I wouldn't say you'd really be able to do much unless you wanted to very blatantly help him by like batting the the neck uh, <laughs> the, the collar away. Yeah. Um. So that is uh, either a um, twenty two for athletics. Saving throw. Uh, I it's not a saving throw. I'd say it's an athletics or a. Um, well, then it's check. a twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so you manage to get out of it at first. Like you, you, you pull pull aside, and and it, and it doesn't quite close around you. It actually kind of gets you a little, like snags you, and sort of cuts. And, and you feel a, a moment where you're you're almost like lose your breath, your wolf breath, um, as it it kind of clamors against your the your neck. And then they they sort of the uh, the guard that's being a bit more aggressive, kind of uh, pulls his his. Uh, uh, inferior down to grab onto you 
harder and sort of latches it around. It takes them a lot longer than it should um, to, to get you in, but they do eventually get it around and uh, you hear as a lock is, is um, pressed around the collar um, and you hear a chain at the end of it uh, as you have been now locked in. Um, and then you hear another as the chain is uh, locked down into a, um, a, a ringlet contraption on the, uh, the floor. You see the men kind of breathing and they very quickly back up um, <laughs> like, like 10 feet from, from the wolf. Um, but you are chained to the, the ground at this point. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the guard who's uh, talking to you, Scarlet, looks, looks down at you as There'll be two men at that, at the door, at the top of the stairs, all night. You're not getting anywhere. You shouldn't mm -hmm. resist. Let's go, men. And they uh, they return up up uh, up the uh, steps. Is there anything the two of you would like to do now that you are semi alone? You still have the darkness has come in at this point, um, so it's pitch black in there. Other than the dark vision you have. Um, yeah, but do you want to refrain back to, uh, the other three first or no? <laughs> um, if there's anything that they would like to do, I know that they, oh, actually no, because Wizwick was on, on watch. So I will, I will jump back to those three. Um, so you got a 19, correct? Um, so the first few hours of, of your stay in the, uh, the dormitories, um, you listen carefully as you are working on your, uh, your artwork, um, which you're successfully able to do over the, uh, the time. Um, you occasionally hear footsteps outside the door, the, the occasional uh, changing of, of torchlight outside, um, you know, the, the shadow of feet underneath the door. Um, and it's around three hours in that you do hear the door unlock and it opens up. And a, uh, a guard you haven't seen before steps in slowly with its sword drawn and, um, and a, uh, essentially a, uh, a trough of water um, and a, uh, what appears to be floating in it, a, a loaf of stale bread. And you see, he sees you awake and he just stops for a moment, holds his sword out. Like, Don't do anything funny. Little one. Why are you so scared? I'm just a harmless little gnome. I'm unarmed and in a cage. There's no need to w weld your weapon at me. You see, he kind of he goes down to the bottom. He drops the uh, tray down in front of himself. Just slowly backs out. Come on, friend. Hang around. There's no reason for you to be so suspicious. I'm a nice guy. Uh... <laughs> No, <laughs> he uh, he sort of just you know it freaks him out more that you're being so friendly uh, after being thrown in this this uh, this dorm. So he just backs away and uh, closes the door behind uh, in front of him. Cheese his weapon, and you hear the door is locked again. I uh, take the bowl of 
watery, wet bread, I guess, which is completely gross. I don't even know why they would do that. <laughs> I take the bread out. Uh, I put it, like, to the side somewhere, and I have the uh, bowl of water, and I think to myself, hmm, I heard of something. This might be useful. And I uh, go over to uh, Cal while he's trancing. I put his hand in the bowl. Wait, do you put it in Huron or Cal? Cal. Huron's trancing. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah, good friends here. We're all friends. Uh, for clarification, the bread is not watery. It's 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 as if he put it in there so that he could walk in with his sword drawn. Um, oh, okay. So the bread is is edible. It's not soggy, but it definitely is weird that it's just floating in the water. Um, as far as Cal's uh, hand in the water and that old trick, uh, we're gonna cut back to uh, <laughs> before we engage with that. Uh, <laughs> so. Scarlet and uh, Timber, um, is there anything you'd like to, to do before uh, resting for the evening? Um, when they were doing the full searching, would they? Would I assume that they have taken my lockpicks as well, or were those well hidden enough? Uh, so that's a good question. Um, they did a pretty thorough search, so I'd imagine they would have actually they would have your um, your lockpicks, particularly because. If you had done something during the search to try mm -hmm. to conceal those or keep those, then mm -hmm. I'd say yes. But because you didn't, I'd say mm -hmm. they have your they have your thieves' tools. Okay, that's fair. All right. So then I'll just look at Timber. They took my things. Otherwise, I would have gotten out of that to make you look more comfortable. I just grunt. <clears throat> I know. I'm laying on lay, laying on the floor with the with the with the, with the chain around. <clears throat> <clears throat> I know, I'm sorry. Sorry, this is my fault. Hopefully we'll all talk it out in the morning, yeah? Mm. And then uh, T Timber's gonna flip over to the other side. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Away <no>. from Scott. <laughs> Aw. Oh. Don't be like that. It's fine. We'll get out of it. Oh no, he's mad at me. <laughs> Trouble in paradise. <laughs> Shut up, Clayton. Shut up, right now. <laughs> we, we can't have a single episode without something like that. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I thought, I thought not since Yoko. <laughs> um, okay, so do the two of you in uh, sort of this tense state retire best you can for the evening? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so, turning back to the three of you, um, for the hell of it, uh, Cal, could you make a constitution yeah. saving throw? Yeah, I uh, figured that was coming. <laughs> uh, it's 11. Okay. So, Cal, you don't pee yourself. Yeah. You've made the saving throw. I don't have any other clothes. <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. I have one other set of clothes. <laughs> Although at the end of it's sort of good timing because you do wake up noticing that that Wiswick has placed your hand in a pretty deep bowl of water. 
was our fucking drinking water. I still have blood on my hands, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We won't be here for long. You don't want to drink that nasty water they gave Let's you anyway. What, what are you, a water stop? What is, what? What do you mean? It was a goof. I was just trying to make you pee yourself. <laughs> In any situation with Wick, you know I love your goofs. But now is just not the time. Why not? I mean, we got nothing better to do. Seems like the perfect time to me. How did you? How did your art go? Check it out. <laughs> it looks pretty good, huh? Yes, it's impressive. Yeah, um, you see, you see, just like a very jagged swirl because <laughs> <laughs> he's working with a rock and, and uh, indiscernible language underneath. Oh it. yes, this this will go right, right on the on the cabinet, right on the cabinet for you. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a regular Barksy, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Bankser. His name was Bankser, but yes. Um, uh, well, uh, what time is it? Yep, what time is it? At this point, it's been uh, uh, a couple hours, so it's um, it's in the it's the middle of the night at this point. You're not sure what time exactly, but it's definitely pushing 3, 4 o'clock. Not four quite hours, a short, maybe? Would you call it a short rest, perhaps? Uh, if you were to stay awake for another watch um, or go back to sleep right away, like you'd be fine to maintain your long rest. Um, you'd have to significantly disrupt the, the rest to really um, to not uh, get the, the full rest. Well, um, do we need uh, Kiron? Have you have you finished your trance? Is he awake? You... Yeah, Kiron, you would pretty swiftly after this uh, come out of your trance being fully rested. Dope all those spell slots. <clears throat> um, I could use a long rest, to be honest. Um, uh, but Wizwick, if you... Well, no, Kieran, you take watch. Good. Would you mind? Yes. I lost my axe. Would you mind? Not a problem. Not a problem at all. You know, I love that your your, your voice frequently mirrors mine when we talk. It really brings camaraderie. Um, it's I'm almost going... like I copy you. I'm going to go back to bed. <laughs> um, so Kieran um, doesn't really move at all from where he is. He's still sitting there, I'm, you know, cross-legged, hands resting on his uh, knees, and just kind of observes the room. Uh, can I look for, like, anything distinguishing about the room? Maybe, like, a weak window or something like that, or, like, a secret great in the ground or a treasure chest full of magic items a bunch of keys hanging up someplace exactly. <laughs> these are the things i am looking for go ahead and give me an investigation check that's gonna be a 14. okay so it's not a very hard room to look around in it's very bare bones um <clears throat> seems like it's mostly for guards to to sleep in if they're not going home after their watch or something like that, or they're resting before their long uh, watch. So as far as grates in the ground, you don't really find anything. Um, you don't, There's no real chests of personal belongings. Um, the only window is uh, about uh, 10 feet up um, against the... Uh, um so the opposite wall of the the door you walked in on there is a, a rather uh it's probably about a foot wide 
and two feet tall um, with two bars down the middle, um, about 10 feet up. Cool. Thank you. Like to do. Not in the slightest. So you have, since you have all morning. <laughs> before, before I go to bed, could I maybe inspect those windows too? Maybe, do you think a gnome might be able to slip through those? <laughs> uh, so you probably wouldn't be able to slip through with both the bars there. Um, you know, because if you're bisecting or uh, trisecting uh, a foot wide window, it's not a lot of space to fit through. Um, but if you're, you know, you want to investigate them for other reasons, you can. But for, even from where you are, you could tell you probably uh, wouldn't fit through just squeezing through the bars as they are. All right. Wiswick decides to catch some Z's. Okay. Easy enough. Um, all right. So uh, at that, Wiswick and Cal retire into their, uh, their wherever they choose to sleep. Um, Cal already returning to uh, sleep as he was, um, uh, moving the water away from himself. Uh, Wiswick finding his own uh, cot to sleep on as Curon sort of ponders, uh, ponders his situation for the rest of the morning. Um, and then uh, similarly, Scar and uh, Timber slowly find rest in the prisons below. So time passes at this point. Um, your rests take root, um, and it's about about eight hours later. Um, so we're all long rested except for Kiran. Kiran gets his long rest because he's a uh, oh, elf. Oh right. <laughs> uh, but everyone gets a long rest. Yes. Um, it's uh, it's a little early. Earlier than than uh, when everyone wakes up, that uh, someone does come into the chamber, Kiron. It's probably um, you know probably like an hour before everyone is to wake up. A um, a figure, uh, the door unlocks and opens up, and you see Sergeant McClear actually steps in, and he's um, he's in plain commoner clothes. He's not in his armor, and he just sort of steps in and looks. <laughs> looks about to see he's clearly checking to see if you're all awake and he makes eye contact with you kiran ah good morning sir he steps in and closes the door and uh goes and and, and sits in a um he stands near the the cot that you're resting at good morning elf how, how does this morning find you well, it's uh, <clears throat> it's not been a great morning, but I think I think we might be able to find a way for you to get out of this all right. I don't know about your friend. We tried to get her dagger back, but Captain is trying to get a word in for you. How is it in here? I'm sorry, you said the captain is trying to get a word in for us. Who is she in trouble with? Captain Domino is not necessarily in trouble. He's 
just there's a lot of sensitive sensitive machinations at work here he's speaking with the lord of Maginset, trying to figure out what we should do with you the lord why does he need to we've done nothing wrong i and the prisoner uh not your friend but the assassin uh, hasn't woken yet um, but he'll be questioned hopefully before we can get you an audience with the captain and the uh the lord i'm afraid it's it's above above my head i don't know what they're speaking of but you'll have an audience with one or both of them later this day well appreciate the information sir. help i appreciate the help you've given me in investigating this situation i'll do whatever i can to put my word in for you as well it's much appreciated these druids though, tell me do you know what they're up to I'm not sure. The druids they have their own god. They have their own We don't even go into their sections of the town. Circle of Ash, courtyard. We only go if there's events or public festivals there. I surmise the Lord has bigger plans for you. The druids now, undermine his authority here. I see. So the Lord is no friend to the druid. Not, not from what I know. And that's I've also I know. heard talks that the druids were keeping large stores of grain. This year's hobbit. I. They controlled the, the stores and imagined set with the surrounding villages and the few folk who live in the hill town. It's much to the... much begrudging of the Lord that he does not have control over these stores. Imagine Sit is a very old town. These druids have roots deep in this community. Few folk live here, really. A couple hundred but they're superstitious. The druids. These druids, they have their own guard, is that true? The Ash God. Aye. They guard the Circle of the Ash, dwelling for the druids, and the Ash Keeper Courtyard. Now, they hold public events in the courtyard, Later today, part of the festivities, there will be events there. Our guard will be able to come in, but the Ash Guard, they're the real ones who control most of Magin Set. So you can see why we have trouble investigating. Indeed. 
Now, even though you have an audience, <clears throat> I would still keep, until at least you're asked, keep any accusations of the druids to yourself until you're asked. I think I can do that this time. My apologies. This is a split town. We don't know who's been listening when these things have come out of your compatriots' mouths. Have we been listening? No, you're not awake yet. Okay. But hopefully I'll see you later. Indeed. Oh, one last question. Your lord, mm. what is his name? Let me look at my sheet. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> lord Ronan. Ronan Harrison. Comes from a long, old family line. An ambitious man, but... Tresix isn't exactly a great country for ambitious men. Hopefully you'll see him soon. Thank you again, Sergeant. Appreciate that. Thank you for your generosity in helping us. Someone will be in here soon for you. I must make my leave. And he uh, steps out the door, um, the last nod. You do hear it lock behind him. You hear some whispering. Whoever was out there, let him in. Um, and uh, you hear his, his footfalls pass away. It's not long until uh, Cal and Wiswick wake up and similarly um timber and uh scarlet wake up down in the cells stiff and achy your neck sore timber from the bindings rub rubbing against your skin ripping fur um scarlet your back is aching as there was no cot or anything or bedroll you were sleeping on the stone ground um, your lungs almost congested from the damp cellar um, Wiswick and Cal, similarly uncomfortable with waking up, but at the very least you got to sleep on cots. Everyone is well rested, but aching. What would you like to do? Um, <clears throat> uh, good morning, friends. You just missed uh, the sergeant, Clearin. Came by to visit, didn't want to... What did, um, what did he want to visit about? Well, it appears that the captain is currently meeting the uh, local regent, a Lord Ronan Heronson, um, who shall be deciding our fate, though I'm not quite sure why, considering the captain is the one in charge. I don't understand. Wait. Are you telling me that the captain is talking to his boss. Are they? Are they here? Uh, I 
don't quite know. All I know is that we will be called in audience with this law. Oh, oh my. Um, okay. Uh, do I have my backpack or do they take that too? Uh, they would have taken your backpack. Okay, well, if there wasn't blood in the early water, I'd say let's freshen up. However, um, I suppose we'll just have to look, go looking like we are. Is my hair, <laughs> is my hair okay? Um, it could use a bit of a tussle. A, t a tussle? What does that mean? No. I don't uh, know. <laughs> you see Cal kind of positioning the bowl of water just right so the little bit of light coming out from outside reflects <laughs> on it so he can see himself and he starts to tussle his hair back trying to look as best he can noticing the dried caked blood all over him <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's, I got stabbed pretty pretty bad it's like everywhere like, yeah, your, I, your tunic is covered in blood yeah. uh, <laughs> good thing these are my work clothes um uh Okay, have either of you ever gone in front of a lord before? Hmm. I mean, there were some pretty important people that tried to kill me in the Underdark. Okay, that's a start. Um, did you happen to notice any of the etiquette they used while talking amongst you? No, they were pretty much just coming at me with swords. That's what I figured, <laughs> yes. Um, Kiran, any experience? Um, I did spend some time before the, um, the second to do, uh, the seers of, uh, the Undying Court, uh, okay. not exactly lords, more religious, um, folk. Hmm. Um, well, I suppose then, um, just follow me, um... <laughs> And I'll try not to steer you wrong. If I if I recall from my earlier lessons, um, I do know some of the etiquette of Tresix, and that should hopefully get us. Um, um, I may not know much about uh, etiquette, mm -hmm. but I do know a little bit about negotiations. See, and, and that's you know that's why we make such a good team um, with Wick. <laughs> I just I want you to know that I genuinely appreciate both your friendship and company. Same, same with me, Kyle. You're, you're a pretty cool guy. Um, I'd like to pat Wizwick on the back, which really kind of looks more like, like this. <laughs> but... <Ooh. laughs> okay. Do we have um, our story straight? So, what did we? What, what did we tell them? <laughs> what did we tell them in the beginning? What were we? We were hunters of. No, uh, we've worked many jobs. It'll come to me when we. <laughs> <laughs> well, um. I'm an Elysian cleric of Iluvania. No, I know you are. I no, I, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just trying to remember what we all said before. You're great. You're doing great. Kiran <laughs> never said sure. anything to anyone about what he was doing. That is true. So. I I can't remember. Kiran, you told them all about me. You ruined all of my deception ideas. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> Who did I tell no. about what? You told the guards all about me. You told them I did magic. I, the bat flew through the, the, the <laughs> window. Remember that? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm just making this up. Oh, that's right. I'm not very good at deception. <laughs> hey, all that's right, okay. I want you to remember this mantra. Just roll with it. 
Just, mm. just keep rolling with whatever it is Wizwick and I say, and you'll be fine. Just roll with it. I think I can do that. Yeah, Excellent. mouth closed, head <laughs> nodding. I have, I have no, I, we're not doing anything. I think we're just going to shoot the shit for the rest of the time. No, wait, I, I don't want to oh, do sorry. something. Go, Wizwick, what do you Go want? Uh, I'm going to pull out my uh, spell book, which I asked last week that they would, didn't take away. Yep. And uh, I, I want to bring out Jet, and I want to see if he can fly through that window. Uh, very easy to do. Um, it takes you, uh, Jet, Jet being already summoned, um, you can summon him very easily. doesn't require any reagents. He's just in his pocket dimension. So he comes back right away. Um, and uh, you see the little fiendish bat kind of plops down, um, looks up at you, um, flies up to the window, perches there, and easily enough slips right through. What Perfect. would you like to do with him? Um, guys, I'm gonna take a little look around with Jet here. Uh, just make sure the guards don't ask me any questions while I'm snooping. You know, maybe I could get us some information that'll give us an upper hand in the conversation to come. Excellent. Sounds like a plan. If I okay, may suggest, then. um, check in on the druids, the uh, Circle of Ash. They hmm. seem to be our, uh, main antagonists. Oh, did the well, sergeant say anything about that? Well, yes. There is a fracture between the uh, the druids and the uh, the the lord of this mm. land. Mm. See, that's one thing. If there's one thing I can't stand, and you can mark this, it's it's true zealotry. <laughs> I like faith. You know, I'm pro faith. I'm anti zealotry, and you can you can you can mark me on that. Mm. Doing a tailor, a tailor is only as good as his word. Well, um, that's interesting to know. I'll keep that in mind. But uh, what yeah, was the ahead. name of these uh, two uh, big shots that I should be listening out for? Uh, that would be the Archdruid Olnir and the Lord Ro Ronan Harrison. Great. Okay. Uh... I believe I mispronounced them <laughs> based well... on the DM's laugh. You know, Jet has pretty good hearing, so character. if I hear anything that are kind of close, I'll uh, pay attention to that as well. Fantastic. All right, so uh, what are you having Jet do? Uh, I'm basically just going to take over his eyes, and I'm going to fly around the area. I'm just doing rounds around the building listening in he's not necessarily looking around but really just using his sense of hearing yeah. just keeping things ears out for anything that has anything to do with any of us or the two names that i just heard so you want him kind of just fluttering around to and fro outside of the barracks or do you want him going out and then into a different part of the barracks uh i, I don't know how far like how big the barracks is but mm. i'm pretty much going to just go around my 100-foot range okay. in every single nook and cranny I could find. Okay. Go ahead and give me a um, uh, perception check. All right. Advantage because of hearing with the bat. Yep. Not great. 11. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So you fly uh, 
you know, a hundred foot radius around where you are, you can definitely get into a lot of the nooks and crannies of the, um, of the barracks. So you have you, uh, for those of you in the room, you see Wiswick, uh, Wiswick's eyes go over white and he's just sort of trancing. Um, and the bat flies out and Wiswick, what you're seeing is the courtyard, uh, during the morning at first, you see, there's a lot of people setting up, um, setting up shop stalls. You see, there's quite a few people in the courtyard. You see a lot of people coming from the, uh, circle of the hearth, a lot of people coming from the, uh, wagon, uh, um, the wagon side inns. Um, you know, it seems like people are getting ready for the day, ready for the second day of festivities for the festival. Um, and then sort of as you fly up and then you circle back down into a, uh, onto a perch on the, um, uh, the top of the uh, the barracks where you can actually see down into the courtyard where you see uh, off to the side of the courtyard, you see the two bodies are covered um, or just one body is covered. And then there's a um, open, somewhat bloody um, uh, uh, blanket next to it. So the whoever, wherever the um, they've brought the uh, living assassin somewhere else, but the body of the dead one is still in the courtyard. You see some guards milling about, probably about uh, three of them in the courtyard itself. Um, uh, Jet kind of dives into the courtyard a little bit closer. You hear some whispers. It's hard to really hear exactly what they're saying. They are talking. You do occasionally hear mentions of a gnome, mentions of an elf, a red-haired woman. Um, not much detail that you can discern. Seems mostly like guard gossip. And then uh, he flies up into a, another window at the top of the courtyard um, where peeking in, he can see what looks like a large office with several bookshelves and, and a, uh, a desk, wooden desk on a slightly upraised dais. And he does see the captain, uh, um, uh, actually sees the captain walking in at this point um, with two other people. Um, one of them looks like another guard and the other one looks like a, uh, a person you haven't seen before. Um, that is in um, very nice, um, a very nice tunic of uh, a, of a rich crimson, um, and just slightly nicer clothes than the folk you've seen around here, um, with a bowl cut around of black hair, um, and a uh, uh, a very clean shaven face, long protruding nose, uh, sunken eyes, with very uh, heavy crow's feet um and they begin speaking it's hard to discern exactly what they're saying as jet is struggling a little bit um but you do hear the same sort of keywords red-haired woman undurian man gnome elf um suspicious um how do they know when did they get there why are they here little things like this but you don't hear much else. You do hear one mention um, of Archdruid Orlin um, from the, uh, this is probably the, the fullest sentence you can garner from the whole investigation, is um, the bull-cutted man uh, just sort of saying, the Archdruid Orlin must know nothing about this, regardless of what Ronan decides. The Ash God and the Circle of Ash must know nothing about these people. They probably already know 
they cannot know that we've worked with them until this is settled. You just hear the captain say, agreed, before um, you start to lose what they're saying. And uh, you actually start noticing some stones flying and hitting the, wi the window around you as the guards in the middle of the courtyard have started chucking stones at uh, Jet, um, just sort of seeing a bat kind of fluttering around the window, lost, seeming to them. They've started to throw rocks at him. <laughs> it's at that uh, point. I panically run out of, fly out of there, very pissed off. <laughs> and like going like this, like up and down, like changing my elevation sporadically. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, what's Jet's AC? Oh no, don't say that. <laughs> don't tell me this. It's 12. Okay. All right, so. I was high up, right? <laughs> you were high up. And thankfully, the guards all miss uh, um, hitting Jet with the stones. There's some very close ones. There's like one that whips over his head and cascades over the wall. But Jet is able to escape the assault from the guards. Um. Okay. <laughs> On the no. way back, Jet is taking a wide berth around <laughs> any guards that he previously seen. Yep. And kind of taking that wide berth, kind of flying up high and coming around, Jet is able to sort of see in the distance. And you do see there's a lot of um, commotion in the middle courtyard, um, the one that you uh, only saw the tips of the ash tree um, the night before. Um, it looks like they're setting up for some sort of um, um, aspect of the festival that's going to actually happen in the, uh, the courtyard in the middle. In the middle. Um, before he... And lands right back at the uh, the bars at the top of your cell or dormitory. Ugh. I immediately make him disappear, and mm -hmm. I look back at my friends and I say, "Hmm, I wasn't really allowed to get much, but one thing's for sure: they do not want the druids knowing about us or anything we've been doing with the guards." Hmm. So there's definitely more going on politically here than one would expect from a relatively small rural town. So my plan is maybe we tell them that we have another friend who will leak the information if we are not set free. Hmm? That's not a terrible idea. Um, just keep it in your back pocket. Nice. Let, me, let me keep that in my back pocket and I'll take it out if it needs to. Oh, we, and we also, they're doing something in the courtyard. Kind of looks like they're setting up for another festival or something. Well, yeah. It is day two, I believe, of the festival. Dawn so. of the second. Mm. Dawn of the dawning festival. Dawn of the dawning. <laughs> dawn time festival. Dawning um, to electric. Dawn. Elect dead dawn. It's, it's just dawn. dawn. It's just dawn. Okay. Um, <laughs> Woof. Uh, so I'm going to check back in with our friends uh, um, Timber and Scarlet. So as you're awaking, um, sort of at the same similar time uh, as this, there is no light whatsoever. There's not even like a small window or anything. It's pitch black in there. Um, uh, Timber, remind me, do you have dark vision? Yes, I do. Okay. So you both... 60 feet and and scar i know you have dark vision so you both have dark vision so in your respective ways you're, you can see in the room as if it's dim light um so you see sort of 
in the corner, the, the, the huddled, the two people are huddled actually, um, as if they're both huddling for warmth. Um, they are, uh, they appear to be a, um, uh, two men um, who are probably in their, uh, both seem like they're in their 20s. Um, they're in very ragged clothes um, and they're both completely bald um, with, uh, with uh, like scars on their eyes, like above their eyes, like, like this coming through down. Um, not scars like they got slashed with a sword or a wolf clawed them. Looks like ritually burned scars uh, over their eyes. Um, and uh, they're just alone there. You look to the, the other side, you see uh, whatever prisoner was there passed in the night. Um, it looks like an older gentleman, um, similar ragged clothes, um, and uh, unsure of what happened with exactly with him. He has a long gray beard. He may have been here a while, but he seems to have passed in the night. Um, you don't hear any commotion at the stairs yet. Um, is there anything you'd like to do in the morning? Are the two guys watching us? Uh, yes. They both have their eyes focused on you. Okay. Um, I will ask them just very casually. How did you come by these? Uh, give me a general charisma check. 19. Okay. Um, so sort of maybe being, maybe it's that they don't have anyone else to speak to but each other, but they, one of them kind of looks to the other one. He seems like he's probably young 20s, while so the other one's a little bit older. And you see when he, when he opens his mouth to speak, you can sort of see very vaguely, because it's hard to discern um, distinctions with the dark vision. It feels like it's difficult for him to open his mouth. And he just, uh, in a voice that's so very hoarse, like he hasn't spoken in, in, in like a month at least. Why do you care? Just making polite conversations. Not much else to do down here. Guys have good What's magic folk like you doing here? Wrong place, wrong time. We saw your flame last night. Oh, this one. The room lights up. And you see they... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, striking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Timber does not expect it. <laughs> and, uh, it is dazzling. So you, you sort of... You actually do notice Timber kind of like shake it off and, and kind of like is oh, truly awake now or he was maybe a bit groggy before. And you see, and you can see them a bit clearly, you weren't really paying attention to them the night before. And you can see the, the scars are uh, down their eyes. Um, and then they, at the tips though, there's three lines kind of make a, um, a fork at the top. Um, and they, the scars themselves have been dyed blue. Um, they've been tattooed blue over them. Um, or around them, actually, more so, just to pronounce them a bit more. It's why you were able to really see them in the in the dim light, because they mm -hmm. weren't just you know, scar tissue. It was also the tattooing around them. Um, and it's a, it's a faint design around. It's hard to notice what exactly the details are, but it's not just sort of a thick line. It's like smaller runes, perhaps, or even just lines going across. 
and they're just sort of staring back at you, huddled down like this. They're bone thin. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to uh, turn into a humanoid. Okay. Um, so in the while holding holding sort of, the like putting my paws and like yeah. just making sure that it doesn't like constrict while doesn't I... somehow strangle you right <laughs> exactly um so it definitely does get a little bit tighter it's not choking you um it's tighter. more where I, would, it I would say i would say i would thought, think it gets looser I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd have to have you describe your forms to me again. <laughs> the hybrid form seems big, and the wolf form seems like a large dog. So, I mean, actually, no, dogs have thick necks. Um, so it actually does get a little bit looser. Um, but you still have a fairly large jaw as you're in your a hybrid form, so it's not something you can just sort of, like, squeeze off. You may have to try. You may have to lube it up. But uh, <laughs> you well, yeah, have to get no. some lantern oil. Yeah, no. <laughs> but... No, I, I didn't think it was going to be something of, I could get off, but yeah. But in the sort of silhouetted light, it's truly kind of grotesque shadow on the wall as the form kind of looks like bones moving underneath taut skin as the uh, form slowly turns into the um, the hybrid wolf form. No, no, humanoid. You, you, Sorry, uh, fully humanoid. Oh, fully humanoid. So you're doing yeah. fully humanoid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good to know. Um, Scarlet, you've maybe seen this a few times. You're more used to the wolf um, and the hybrid. Um, but this is the the um, the uh, timber that you've spoken to on a few occasions. So he's in his sort of like scruffy, shaggy, hairy form with the you know one larger arm covered in hair and one more humanoid arm <laughs> as the form solidifies. <sighs> And actually, you might be able to get it off um, in this form. Um, just because in your humanoid form, it's your head is much easier to maneuver around. Don't advise it necessarily, but you probably could att- You could certainly try. But um, <laughs> So is there just a naked hairy man? Yeah, yeah this, this is a fully naked okay. man. Yes, oh a fully, fully um, naked hairy man. Imagery, imagery. Just want to make sure. Yep. yep, yep. So yes, Scarlet and everyone in the room, two prisoners, a dead man. Um, he is at this point. Uh, he is a fully naked man standing there with a collar around his neck. <laughs> um, granted, uh, the collar co- endowment. Right. Uh, yeah, roll a no. <laughs> D6 plus your constitution modifier. Uh, (laughs) um, No, you, it is actually tough to stand in this form because the chain is not long enough to, for you to stand perfectly tall in your humanoid form. So you're, you're not like, you're just crouched down as the chain is taut against your neck, um, pulling against the, uh, the ground, but you are successfully in your humanoid form. And you do sort of see the two, um, the two men in the corner, uh, their, their interest is peaked up as one of them kind of is still huddled down, but the other one sort of looking, ah, skin changer. Uh, at this point, uh, I'm going to try to like bend some of the, I imagine like the collar. Uh, is it one of those like, um, what's it called? Collars? 
like choke collars where they have the um oh no. choke chain I'm no? a pit bull lane. It's just a normal collar. Okay. It's not a choke chain. It's it's a normal. It's an it is iron though. It's metal. Okay. Um but it's not a uh tightening when you uh, pull on it. Okay. Um Scarlet. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Can I get my cloak? Would they have taken that from me? Yes. Yeah. Go can on. I give it? I'll give. I'll give it mine. You can do that. Yeah. I don't have yours. They took it, but you can borrow this one for right now. Thank you. Mm. I'd like. Now we have two half naked characters. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Scarlet hands you her. It's your cloak is like a dark black cloak, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, a little small for you, but not like dramatically, dramatically smaller. It's fairly tall. Um, would you? How would you like to wear this cloak? <laughs> Don't know if I want it back after this. Episode, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, um, I didn't. I don't actually want to wear it. Okay. Uh, I actually want to use it as like a slipping agent. So I'll put it in between the collar and then try to force my head up out of it. Ooh. Out of the collar. Interesting. So you're you're using it to kind of uh, cushion in there and help slip the, the um, yeah. collar off your head. Okay. Uh, excellent. Uh, I'm going to say uh, roll with advantage. Roll a... Oh. Uh, swipe of head. Yeah, swipe, it's like I want to say... I'm gonna say sleight of hand, um, or yeah, sleight of hand. Do sleight of hand. Okay. <laughs> oh, acrobatic. Uh, flip your way. Flexibility. Okay. That is a another twenty-one. Oh, all right. Nice. Um, got what you needed. Um, so it, it takes a second. It doesn't. It's not right away. It's sort of. And Scarlet, what you're watching is is pretty in any in any other not so dire situation, and maybe it is in this situation pretty funny to watch. As he's you see him sort of slightly tucking your cloak under and then taking a long sort of just a lot of jabs up as it's just sort of like slipping it up before eventually he pulls it up and the cloak is he's just sort of like he's he's almost like he has his head in a sack. For a second, as the cloak is wrapped around his face before, and then he's very much like when a dog has uh, a blanket on top of them. <laughs> Takes him a while to sort of like pull it off. What'd you do successfully? Get the collar off. Thank you. There you go. Like hand the cloak back. Now, can you melt your way through there? I can try, but I really think that's smart. There's people at the top. That man just died in the corner. I don't think we're going to be here that long. I'm too interested. Are we, low? Are we? Yeah. Mm. I bet you within the next... I don't have a watch on. Within the next... Um, Ten minutes to be down. We'll be on our mm. way. Trust me, I've been here. Been in 
been in situations like this before. We don't last long. I can try if you really want me to. See if I can do it. Just be wary. That's all. Did you happen to see where they took my dagger? No. No, I did not. Well, we're not Nor... leaving here without that. Hmm. Nor did the keys. I didn't like... I didn't like the guards. I don't trust them. I don't trust our situation. And it's at that it be. comment of, I don't trust them, that you do hear that ghastly voice echoing back. Uh, you should never trust the gods. They put us here. What was your plan? Practicing our faith. Okay, Worship the Ashkeeper. They do not respect our faith. Do not respect the people's devout devotion. So this was their solution. I don't know. You sound thirsty. I, uh, I reach into one of my pockets and I grab my water skin. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you would still have it, yes. Yeah. I, and Why I, is and he I, in pockets? He's naked. What is he a? Is no, he a I've got a, field? I've got a, I've got a, I've got a chest strap with a belt, and oh. on that belt I have little pockets. Yeah, so for explanation, he's not totally naked. He is naked in the places that matter, um, <laughs> but the uh, the same like uh, leather straps that were on the wolf form that you would perceive as just sort of collars or whatnot that that um, uh, uh, Scarlet would have had on him as he transformed came into their more full form, and they have these small, very small pockets on them. Um, so continue, uh, Timber. You sound thirsty. Here, and I throw I throw him the, the wait. Am I actually? I've never clarified. Am I in the cage with them, or am I outside of the cage? No. You're outside of the cage, actually. Okay. So they're in. So if you're uh, you're outside of the central cage, behind you is the hallway to the steps. Uh, here and here are two cages. Here is the dead man. Here is the uh, the two uh, the two scarred men. Got it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I walk over to his cage and I throw my water skin after, see, after, after drinking a little bit. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you throw it in there, it lands in the ground. He scurries forward and grabs it. And you see before he even takes a sip, he, he brings it over to his companion who seems much weaker than him and sort of tips his head back and, and puts a little bit in, but keeps him from, pulls it back as he gulps too heavily and starts to choke. And then takes a long swig of it himself, keeping eye contact with you before standing up. And you see his bony frame at this point as he stands up and he wanders over and hands it to you. <clears throat> his voice is still hoarse, but there's a it's a little bit stronger. Thank you. We have not had generosity in many weeks. <sighs> I don't like that at all. 
Well, you are not wrong. You will likely be out of here <clears throat> before we are. How long have you been here? No way to know. No light comes in here. Only occasional stale bread. Dirty water. Mm. Bread. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that was under my breath. Um, <laughs> shall I take a peep outside? There's, there's guards up at the top. Mm. And they think you're chained, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise it. He thinks a wolf is chained. That is true, but then they've never seen. I'm talking to the air. <laughs> <laughs> you heard Wizbuik in your mind. Right? In the back of my mind, yeah. Can um, I can I try to pick the lock that they're in with one of my one of my claws? Uh, is that possible? I'd say it's not. You know, your claws are not um, yeah. particularly deft, like deft enough to really get in. You'd you wouldn't really be able to pick it with your claws. Tim, but I think it's just best that you change back and you just sit here and we'll wait for them to come. But don't put the collar back on. I want to see them freak out when they realize that you got up. All right. Uh, what I'm going to do is. I'm going to walk back over um, to the collar and chain and I'm going to transform back into a wolf and then kind of snuggle up next to the chain. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, lo it kind of looks like I have it on, but I don't. Um, like yeah, I, 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 I wrap it around my neck. I don't wrap it, but like I put like one little wrapping around my neck. Yeah. Um, so like, like a quick glance, so like you can. Yeah. Yeah, someone looking quickly would just think you were rolled up as a wolf. Yeah. Um, easy enough. Um, the uh, next thing you notice, though, shortly after um, kind of retiring back down into uh, your space, you do hear the doors upstairs open. And you hear the slow footsteps coming down. It sounds like there's one individual person. It's not long before you see the torchlight coming down and you see that it is um, Sergeant McClear. As he kind of... And then makes eye contact with you, Scarlet. And steps forward. You're kind of holding his nose at the smell of the place. Oh. And he gets up to, to uh, um, Timber and he kind of Stops for a moment, not noticing him. It's quite the situation you've got yourself into. It is, isn't it? Not ideal. They sent me down here to get you. Oh. None of the men will come down. Too afraid of your beast. I know we've done our job. Well done, Timber. You see, he starts to fiddle with some keys. And he you sort of see his eyes dart back over to the corner. And you can kind of see in the just barely in the light, but with your dark vision you can see them pretty clearly as the um uh 
<clears throat> the the talkative uh, prisoner is kind of holding the uh, the other prisoner away from the light and just sort of watching, kind of crouched in his arm, just sort of watching. His eyes very wide. You can see sort of the whites reflecting the uh, the torchlight. As the uh, the sergeant holding the key, he starts to unlock yourself. Now, my lady, you've done quite a lot of funny things to get yourself locked here. This is never our intention. So please keep your beast under control. At this point, I want to just get up and then just show, just show that the, the chain was never... <laughs> uh, I just have it roll so you, Yeah, you get up and the chain just falls to the ground and he just sort of looks down. Did you do that? Would you believe me if I said no? That does not. Keep your beast under control. Keep yourself under control. Do you have my dagger? I'd be a lot calmer if I had that. He kind of brings the torch closer to your face. Hopefully at the end of this, we'll get those back to you. I don't really he... care about the other ones. Just the one you two. Not you three. I'll see to your effects. Just come quietly. And you see he steps back and pulls the gate open, sort of stands there. He has a hand on, on his uh, uh, a small um, short sword on his belt. He's, in, he's not in guard's uniform. He's in mm -hmm. commoner clothes mm -hmm. and just sort of waves the torch ahead of himself. Saunter my way out of there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Timber, do you follow uh, Scarlet? Yes, I do. Okay. It's right as you're coming towards the edge of the, um, before you exit, start going up the stairs that the, it was like a really fast, almost frightening pace. The scarred prisoner who was talking to you kind of leaps up and like presses his face against the bar bars up against you. The Ashkeeper lives. He's watching you all. He sort of slowly creeps back into his corner. He huddles back with his, his partner. And you see, uh, <clears throat> you see um, McLear sort of, when he was up close to your bars, sort of like waves the torch at him to kind of press him back. And as the torch was coming close to him, he's just staying there, the eyes popping open. You see the light in them before finally the heat pushes him back. Don't listen to these zealots. Let's go. We and, cut back uh, to Cal and apropos of nothing, he says, you know, I really just don't like zealotry. It's <laughs> <laughs> literally at this point, we're gonna do a, uh, uh, we're gonna do one of those cuts where the, uh, the sergeant says zealots and it cuts back to Cal saying, I don't really care for these zealots. <laughs> but I am gonna cut back to- um, Yeah, no, sorry, go ahead. To, uh, um, because, uh, Wiswick had just uh, gotten um, jet back at this point. So I'll cut back to a lot of you um, up in uh, over in the other dorm. 
What would you like to do? You know, the more I look at this, Wiswick, the more I realize you have, you have a fine line with stonework. I know you could write the, um, I know you could draw well, but, but it really shines here, too. Yeah, um, well, back where I came from, we were, uh, we, we were very interested in the arts, you know. Mm. So much to do in a cave every day. Uh, a lot right, of people, yes. uh, actually, the name of the town where I grew up on was based on the uh, stone carvings that we uh, portrayed everywhere. Oh, I'm sure it was lovely. What was it called again? Uh, something or other. It's not important. <laughs> um, uh, I, will, I will say the last thing, one of the last things Jet would have seen coming around would be the very fringes of Scarlet and Timber coming up the steps and entering the courtyard. Um, and it is slowly, uh, only moments later, after your brief conversation there, that you do hear the locks opening up, and you see the doors open. You see two guards come in, one carrying a torch, um, and the other one just having a hand on their weapon. Um, and you see behind them walks in uh, Captain Domino. Ah, Captain, uh, I trust you had a lovely evening. <sighs> Yeah, well, <clears throat> I'd have liked a little bit more sleep, but it eluded me. Mm. I've <clears throat> had brief conversations with authorities that be, and if you will please come quietly and please keep your compatriot under control when you reunite with her and her beast. Mm. You will have a court. Okay. You have a court with a lord. Lovely. Lord Harrison. Harrison? Did you say? Aye. Um, uh, is there any time to chain? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he kind of, he's, he's just so tired. <laughs> and um you sort of, he he gives like a little like chuckle at that though kind of like appreciating the moment <laughs> we'll give you a moment since you are having an audience with our lord uh if you'd like we have some fresh linens and uh some clean water out in the courtyard for you to wash yourself oh perfect lovely um if if uh, I may have access to my bag, I should have a spare set and other bit, if that's okay with you. We can return your bags to you, but we are going to this until after. Completely understood, my good captain. It is his choice whether or not he will be allowed free reign of the city again. Excellent. Um, I'm gonna walk. I guess he's still standing at the door, so that kind of shit. <laughs> and he, he looks, he sort of sees you awkwardly, like, can, can we go? <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> and he, he nods to the uh, one of the guards and, and, and looks to you and says, um, Sergeant Grantham here will bring you to uh, retrieve your effects. Ah, uh, oh. oh, lovely. As I said, maintain control of your weapons. Uh, we will bring them with us in case the uh, 
the Lord sees it fit to release you upon concluding his audience. I'm sure he will. To be frank, I think a lot of you, uh, if everything goes according to plan and you cooperate, I don't see you not finding your freedom at the end of today. Now, your friend, the woman, the scarlet hair. Hmm. That is a bit more. It's her name. Oh, clever. Uh, I didn't. That is a longer discussion to be had with the Lord. Well, but uh, Grantham will lead you to your effects. Thanks to your due diligence and your excellent investigative skills, I'm sure we'll be okay. And with that, I pat him on the shoulder <laughs> and walk out the door. I walk out behind him and I step on his toe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the captain, it's this it's a moment where the captain kind of rolls his eyes and looks to the ceiling. Everflame, save me. As he feels... <laughs> A, a stomp on his foot because you'd have to stomp really to hurt him and he, he just sort of like looks down and makes eye contact with you like and he literally he just shrugs to you like I'll just do one of these <laughs> and he uh, eyes Kiran sort of he doesn't even he avoids eye contact with Kiran as he follows out with the two of you. Kiran <laughs> slowly follows behind. Um, and then they turn and exit out to the courtyard. Um, they start bringing you along the back interior hall where you can see through the kind of archways into the courtyard. And you do see at this point, Scarlet and Timber are standing in the courtyard um, with uh, um, four guards around them. So Scarlet and Timber, jumping back to you real quick, you've, you, McLear led you up to the top of the steps into the courtyard where um, the four guards sort of approach and kind of flank the two of you. Two guards sort of with swords out are looking down at Timber. Two guards with hands on their weapons are looking at you, Scarlet. McLear kind of just turns to you and just, your friends are getting that fix. Why do they get to get theirs? That's not they didn't spend their night in a cell. I guess the captain will bring your effects with him to your next location. You will have an audience with the lord of this town. Oh. Lord Ronan Harrison. To may have this pleasure. Well, it seems you have been uh, involved in some politics of the town, let's say, above my, above my duty. And your behavior last night, I drew some questioning. Now, I've done my best, as I've told your companions, to put my good word in, in the way that you've helped me with this case. It seems there was other machinations at work beyond me. I do not know why you are seeing the Lord, but you should make 
the best of this opportunity. Would the you, freedom is on the other end. Do you appreciate your help, Sergeant? Aye. And it's at that the Sergeant turns and begins to leave the barracks. Um, the two guards sort of just keep watch over you. You do see the captain step out into the courtyard. He does not come up to talk to you. You see him over talking with some other guards. Um, easy enough, uh, Sergeant Grantham brings the rest of you to the uh, quartermaster, where um, they are uh, hand handing each of you your bags. Um, and you see they have the lot of your weapons kind of stored all together, some wrapped up together, um, others sort of in their own wrappings. Um, with a quick glance, you can see everything seems to be in the quartermaster's um, chambers. Uh, yeah. I would like to look for that dagger that Scarlet um, was freaking out about. Yes. Okay. Uh, give me a quick perception check. Yeah. Yeah, sure. It's a fucking... Uh, I can find perception. It's at 18. 18. All right. Um, so you sort of, as they're handing your bags and sort of taking count of what they're giving you, you know, he's like, oh, well, here's one extra set of clothes. Uh, here's, uh, oh, oh, this is a nice little trinket. Here you go. Here you go. Uh, you sort of, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> looking around. Um, and you do spot um, all of the belongings are collected together. Um, you see a couple of daggers in small sheets um, next to a bag that you, you recognize as Scarlet's. You only see two daggers, though, um, having known they took three. Um, you're unsure which dagger is missing because you didn't get a good look at the one she was fighting over. Mm -hmm. But it does seem like, from your surmising, likely that one might not be there. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm going to just file that information away. And uh, I'm going to change into my clothes, which are... Very fine. So, uh, hang on, hang on. Go ahead. It's a, it's like a cream. Go I'm excited. Um, it's like a, it's like a cream. Um, uh, let me bring up my character. A second. Um, there it is. Okay. It's like a, it's like a cream. Uh, kind of like just past the waist length jacket, belted uh, at the waist level. With, with gold ties and blue accents um, and like a russet brown trousers uh, that you could tell are quite, quite, quite nice with a, a not quite black, kind of like a gray off black leather um, boots and, and belt accent. Uh, my, um, my other, my metallic accents are not real gold, but they're, they're like a brass. Um, and I do have a, a thin purple cape that I like, put on like this, you know, like, like whoosh. And as I'm saying that, I go, hmm, you know, I could really use a hat. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> if anybody gets this reference, uh, Matt from Nirvana, the band, the show, looks exactly like him. Uh, <laughs> I can uh, minor illusion in the hat, but I'm not going to because I don't want the guards to find out. I just want to make sure everything's inside of my inventory. Okay. Did, did uh, I retrieve all my stuff back? Yep. So they handed you back your bag and they sort of counted it out as well. And you meticulous keeping an eye on it. You 
notice, uh, you're able to notice all of your belongings are returned to you. And this includes the crystal that we found on the uh, assassins, right? No. That is the only thing that's not there. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. <laughs> no problem. I wasn't the crystal, <laughs> the crystal is not there. Um, but everything else, uh, all your other belongings. There's a little tussled. Like, they definitely, like, weren't careful with your um, um, your materials bag. Uh, but your your stuff's still there. <laughs> you crumpled my maps! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their maps are definitely a little crumply, and they definitely worth looking at them. <laughs> the, uh, the quartermaster is like, oh, we, you know, we had to search everything. We had to make sure there was no contraband. Uh, it's very nice work. What about my gem? Is that contraband? You guys using that to have a good night on the town, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, at that, the uh, the quartermaster uh, looks looks. He gets a little sterner and he sort of um, straightens out. He's any belongings missing were of effect and use or interest of Lord Ronan. And if they prove inconsequential, they shall be returned to you. Hmm. Very well. I guess it's a small price to pray for freedom. Not that I did anything wrong. I that's was the, never accused of anything. That's the way. That's the 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 guards not really the the uh, quartermaster's not really understanding your sarcasm. He's like, that's the way to think. Keep thinking on the bright side, little one. Hmm. As he starts to cure yeah. on his belongings. Cure uh, They do. You do find um, they. Thankfully, they did not take your uh, um, your relic. That is with your bag and, and, and intact. Um, <clears throat> but you do get all of your belongings back. Put on my back. Um, <clears throat> you see the quartermaster does hand Grantham, Sergeant Grantham, who came with you. Uh, he does grab both. Well, not both because Timber didn't have anything. Uh, just grabs Scarlet's bag and does hand it over to the, um, the guard. Um, he does not hand her weapons over, but does hand her bag over um, for him to keep and hold and bring over. I also hand my bag to that same man. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Grantham, kind of like, I'm going to ask you to give me a... Um, I'm doing it in a manner that's like, I don't really even look. Like, I'm just like... Yeah, I'd like, like, you, to give me, yeah, I'd like you to give me an intimidation check that's like a... a like high-class intimidation, not, like, brutal intimidation. Like, I'm above this. Take my bag. Well, it's a four, so... <laughs> so, the man, you do sort of toss your bag to him, and you see it hits his chest <laughs> and falls to the ground, and stuff scatters out, and just sort of looks at you like, carry your wanna, own fucking bag. I want to stop and turn around and look at him just kind of in confusion. I pick just up like, the stuff. What the fuck's wrong with you people? You, get sir, your shit in, but get moving. Are churlish and unhelpful. And then I help Weswick pick up my stuff. Weswick. Weswick, sorry. Close yeah. enough. It was a typo. Um, uh, it's easy enough to, to help gather it all up, and you sort of, for a moment, uh, forgetting yourself, wander back out. Um, Does he? Does that guard have a uh, uh, corporal or sergeant stripes on him? It's not Grantham, right? It's somebody else. 
Uh, no, that is Grantham, actually. Oh, oh, I feel bad. I like. <laughs> okay, um, carry on then. <laughs> so Grantham kind of gestures you all out. He's carrying um, uh, uh, Scarlet's bags under one arm, uh, and he sort of follows you out and leads you towards the courtyard where you do spot Scarlet and Timber standing there surrounded by guards, and he brings you out to, to meet with them. Ah, Miss Scarlet. I'm glad to see you well. I trust you had a lovely evening. That joke's Sounds getting pretty really old, pal. What, what joke? She was in a cell like we were. You could have a lovely... I've spent at least one lovely evening in a cell. Your circumstances do not determine your your outlook on life. You can mark that down. I turned the gear up. <laughs> he almost pissed himself, Scarlet. It uh, wouldn't have been perfect. It wouldn't have been my fault, frankly. It was, I hope it was, he wasn't wearing this, this outfit that he's wearing now. It would have been such a shame. <sighs> I do find it difficult to find good russet. All right. Um, um, so at this point, you're all kind of gathered together. The guards let up a little bit once you're together around you, you two. Um, Scarlet, you, uh, you do notice the, um, Sergeant Grantham carrying your bag, um, as he walks over to the captain, it's sort of, you can see them whispering to each other, um, sort of talking quietly. He's holding the bag out. The, the, the uh, captain kind of looks at it, nods to him and you see he walks off, um, ahead of, of, of the rest of you. And he leaves with, um, another two guards. Um, <clears throat> the sergeant uh, kind of whistles and you see McLear comes back around the corner um, and comes up to him and they both approach you. Um, and the captain looks looks to each of you. It's like, all right. Well, I see you've taken advantage of cleaning yourselves up. Uh, it's quite the, quite the outfit you had in your bag. Well. Uh, what? Sorry. Um, he, he commented on your outfit. He said oh, that's yes. quite the outfit. Of course. Uh, a tailor never goes poorly dressed. Uh, that's right. You said you were a tailor. Apprentice. But, never quite uh, finished my master. It seems you took advantage of your master's uh, wares to uh, I look your best. bow with a floor. <laughs> Captain just sort of exhales loudly and he looks... He looks at the wolf and then up to Scarlet. Help. Are you going to participate? Cooperate? Allow me. Now to avoid unwanted eyes as the festivities are beginning for the day, McLear here will escort you to the Lord's Keep. I trust that he will be able to keep you for the journey. We will have eyes on you discreetly, of course, but we're not interested in folk knowing what's going on. Do you understand? Yes. We don't want any more of a panic during the festival. Of course, understandable. Looks to each of you one more time and then back to clear. Are you all ready? Ready as a shoe hucker in a corn salad. 
That's the real Lysian accent. <laughs> you know it. Um, He's been trying to fit in the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are my buds? Um, so uh, he, the captain nods to McLear, um, and he looks to rescues, just says, <clears throat> I will uh, ride ahead with Sergeant Grantham, and I'll meet you there. Remember, there are eyes on you. Hopefully, only ours. I'll see you soon. I, uh, I wink at him. <laughs> Fair enough. Time to mosey on down, cowpokes. <laughs> Yeehaw. Uh, oh, Wiswick, your Elysia's coming along. <laughs> uh, it's at this point that um, McLear kind of steps forward and, and, and kind of looks to each of you and nods, uh, just says, I've really put my neck out for you. So please, as we're walking through town, nothing funny. But that's my specialty. We are a comedic bunch. We understand, sir. I hope yeah, you understand, understand the direness of your situation and mine. Come, let's make our way. Making our way down. I follow appropriately down. somber. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't take too long. Um, you pass through the uh, um, the market, uh, <clears throat> and um, you notice the crowds are sort of bustling. Um, you notice they're concentrated towards the opposite side of the circle, towards where the walls meet the hall that leads towards the square in the middle seems like people are kind of getting gathering to get ready to go into that square um, or in that courtyard. There's um, a lot of shops up selling food and different wares. Um, you see a lot of livestock. They're corralling a lot of sheep um, and a lot of cows and a few horses into that, that central um, uh, uh, courtyard uh, with a lot of difficulty, but uh, they're definitely uh is a lot more people um, than you saw the day before. Turning um, to the sergeant, Curon would like to inquire, uh, what are they bringing all the livestock in? Oh, uh, well, you see, uh, at the end of the winter, at the end of the winter, whatever livestock have survived or haven't been killed for meat are brought here for blessings from the, the druids. Uh, it's part of the dawning festivities, you know, hoping for a rich herd over the summer months to prepare us for the uh, coming gloaming. It's uh, part of the festival, part of the festivities. But uh, So we get a lot of livestock this time of year. Um, other things that you might notice is you do notice there's a few booths that are set up with uh, what appear to be carnival games, carnival-esque games. Um, so different, like you see, um, see a very small archery range set up with uh, some sack targets. You see, um, um, there's some people uh, messing around with some dice. There's some people with some cups doing some swip, you know, swapping around. A lot of different games with uh, children and, and, and other commoners, sort of imbibing um, uh, or enjoying. Um, you see one kid walking by with a giant candied apple. Um, 
but uh, doesn't take too long to pass through. Uh, Starts to bring you. Yeah. No, never mind. Okay. The candy apple. Timber wants candy apple. <laughs> um, you pass through, um, and he brings. He's bringing you towards the circle of the hearth. Um, you notice people come passing you by. Um, you notice McLear kind of tense up every time he sees people, um, and he sort of speeds up when you pass the um, the uh, that same gap that you passed the night before, where you saw um, the Ash Guard at one point and then didn't see them later in the night. Um, you get to the uh, the circle of the hearth, and it's fairly uh, um, desolate. Besides the people who are kind of wandering off towards the circle of the market, and those who are kind of gathering around the entrance to the courtyard in that circle, um, as they're distracted by that and other booths and, uh, and whatnot, the uh, sergeant leads you very hastily through the streets towards the back, the far end of the um, uh, of the circle, where you come upon uh similar to archway stones and then a wooden gate um and you see behind it sort of large um slightly larger uh palisade uh walls with a stone foundation clearly an addition from to the um the prehistoric setup of the town um mcclear uh bangs on the door quiet you know not too loud but enough you see a little latch open yeah, just like that. <laughs> Little latch open. Few words are exchanged, and you're brought through quietly. You enter into a large courtyard that actually has um, a fountain in the center, kind of the, uh, uh, a more highborn aesthetic than you're used to looking around, um, much less uh, of that sort of runic um, uh, uh, primitive art and something very modern and sleek, um, somewhat marble-esque fountain in the center it's not very large but it's definitely um uh, more highborn than the rest of the town um in front of it is a uh, stone foundation with steps stone steps leading down that leads up to a large tall um wooden longhouse um you're led up the steps uh and then you're brought into the hall um you do see there are the guards um in the similar attire with the uh the the, the um town guard uh, uh, tabard. Um, they are not Ashguard. They are clearly affiliated with the, the town guard. Um, and you see McClear kind of turns to each of you as you get to the door and just just as uh, mind your manners, I suppose is what best to say here. Uh, the Lord is he's a reasonable man. Speak plainly, honestly, and you should be fine. You've done nothing wrong. And at that, he opens opens the first door, and you see the other door is actually pulled open from someone inside. Um, and as you enter, um, it's a very uh, very wide hall. Um, it's probably about uh, forty feet wide. Um, comes up uh, probably about twenty feet, and then kind of come. Uh, tapers off into a uh, triangular rooftop um, where you see several banners hanging um, up in the uh, banisters. You see uh, a similar um, Nordic style pit hearth in the middle uh, that's fairly long. Um, 
see several tables um, on either side. This is very much a feasting hall. Um, and you see at the end, up at the front, there's a slight dais um, where there's a long table up there. You see several seats set up um, and you see a lot of food presented at the table and you see um, sitting in a high back chair in, in the middle is a, uh, a man who looks like he's probably in his mid forties. Um, he has uh, long parted uh, ashen blonde hair that's fairly frizzy with age. And he has a, a long beard sticking out like this trimmed below. Uh, so it really is pronouncedly sticking out and it, it's shorter on the sides and comes down um, and is slightly wavy actually. Uh, it's a very nice beard, uh, but um, pale faced man, very pale, almost uh, grayish blue eyes. Um, he has a, a rather large smile on his face though. And he's wearing um, dark maroon uh, uh, tunic belted at the waist with gold, um, gold affixings um, and uh, several rings on his fingers, rubies, sapphires. Um, and a slight band across his forehead of silver. Um, and he's speaking to the man sitting next to him, which is the captain. And you see before him amongst the food is um, Scarlet's bag um, and uh, the small crystal um, that uh, Wiswick had. Um, and you see at this point, he, he, he stands up joyfully as you're stepping into the hall you notice there's pillars holding the rooftop up. Um, and then you see around on the sides, uh, several guards um, stationed um, behind each pillar. Um, there's probably at least 10 of them in here uh, from what you can count quickly. Um, and the, the king, or not king, he's not king, Lord Ronan, uh, Heron's son, sort of stands and claps and ah, ah. My guests have arrived. Please, please sit, sit, eat. I'm sure you're very hungry. You've been you've had quite an evening. Please join me for lunch. I uh, I give the appropriate Tresexian bow to a superior, and um, and uh, uh, say, "Well, thank you very much, my lord," and and sit down at the proffered chair. Okay. Uh, so you all notice, uh, um, you all notice Cal give a fairly low bow, um, with an arm sort of to the chest, pausing as he, at the lowest point before coming up and saying what he says, stepping up to the dais. Um, <clears throat> I give like a, oh, go ahead. No, you go, you go. Okay. I was going to say, I do like a half-hearted bow. Like where I take off my like very big hat that usually covers most of my body and like put it on my chest and then just like look up at him to like show who I am and then like I go and sit down. Uh, Absolutely. Kieran would definitely like anyone could tell that he was specifically watching Cal as he performed this bow, watched Wiswick do his, and then steps forward and does a, a bow similar to Cal's, but with much more like flourish and grace, mm -hmm. as is befitting an elf, um, before approaching the seats. Um, and Scarlet will um, just give like a gracious nod of her head and make her way to the an end seat so that Timber can sit. 
Okay, easy enough. Um, so you all find your seatings at the at the table, the long table on the dais. Um, you know, it's you all sit. It's a very long table, so there's a lot of empty chairs. Um, yeah, what are we talking here? What's what's the best meat that I can sit next to? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Wizwick, when you get up there, you do notice the closer to the Lord, the better the meat selection. Uh, oh yeah. So, so I imagine in that seat right next to him. So I imagine you sit immediately next to the Lord, who uh, who sort of is looking down at you and sort of is is somewhat mesmerized by you. He's just sort of excellent, yes. Um, and you do notice right in front of you is just a, a beautiful looking roast chicken. Um, um, quick clarifying question: Are we on the same side of the table as the Lord, or are we opposite him? So I imagine. Wizwick sat next to him, but you would have seated, sat yourself probably across from him. Okay. Um, and I imagine, but I still imagine Scarlet sat towards the end of the table, even right. just to she be obtuse. She walked like 10 chairs down. I'd say it's about um, uh, six chairs on either side. Okay. Um, so you have the three, you have the captain, um, the Lord, Wizwick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm imagining it's almost like that scene in the office where Michael Scott slowly finds his way to sit next to David Wallace. But um and then um I imagine uh Cal and Curon uh, sitting across from them and uh Scarlet at the end. Um and then Timber sort of next to Scarlet in a secure location. <laughs> um McClear does join you and sits uh sits beside uh Cal. Um across from Wiswick. Um, so he, the, the, uh, the Lord looks to each of you. Ah, I believe introductions are in order. I've been so fascinated to hear about your uh, ventures in my town, um, and your uh, encounters with what seems to be uh, occult magics and, uh, and whatnot. I'm very interested in hearing your stories. Um, now, please, Eat as you wish. Do not wait for me. Um, but please introduce yourselves as you do. Um, but looking about, there is a lovely large roast chicken um, serving of uh, what looks like steamed leeks. Uh, there is uh, ale horns for each of you um, already filled, um, as well as one with uh, actual ale and one with water. Um, and there's other fixings, vegetables. Um, there's some looks like dried meats as well. looks like dried lamb. Um, there's a whole bunch of food. So you can, whoever would like to maybe get into Can I, can I, uh, can I jump up on the table? We're not jump up. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. Can I put my paws I, on the table and can I sniff the food or anything funny? Yeah. Go for it. Um, um, with, I would have kind of some knowledge of some. I understand. Yeah. Uh, so go Where's ahead. <laughs> Give me a um, uh, an investigation check. Ah, damn it! I suck at those. That's <laughs> a twelve. Pretty good. As far as, <laughs> uh, as far as what you can smell, um, it seems like the food is fresh made, and hard. It's hard to tell if there's anything funny about it, but it seems okay from what you could smell. Is there something you want, Timber? And get for you. Timber's gonna put his paw down and just look at her. 
I'm hungry. Well, I hate to be impolite. <laughs> I immediately go and say, My name is Wiswick Bilgrew something or other. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hold on. Um,. I apologize. No problem. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I go through my old full name that I don't remember at the moment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I'm while I'm doing it, I'm like pulling a leg off that chicken and like cutting it up on my plate, just getting ready to do it. And I, I continue with. It's a pleasure to meet your uh, your nobleness. I come from a faraway land. Forgive me for my uh, lack of manners, but uh, you really impressed me with this whole feast here. It looks fantastic. And then I just continue eating. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Wizwick, yes. It's, you know, nothing short for such interesting guests in my town doing such interesting things. I mean, I, uh, I'm just an innocent teenage gnome from a distant land. Nothing special <laughs> here. Oh, you seem very special, little one. King. And the rest of you. Um, I seem to remember that there's kind of like a false Tressic humility thing where, like, you're not really supposed to eat before the host, but it's like they have to offer sort of a thing. So I, like, <laughs> I, like... I, I, you know, obviously look at all the food and, and I mentioned, oh, this looks like a lovely, lovely spread. My name is um, Cal, Cal Roland. Lovely to meet you, my lord. Um, and uh, uh, I do, once again, thank you for your hospitality. But please join us. Pleasure, Cal. You seem to have been raised well. Your manners are astute and your, your dress is fine. Where are you mm. from? I've been told you're an Endurian. Yes, sir. Um, I uh, spent most of my time in the capital of uh, Vermelsia, but uh, I was born originally in the uh, uh, kind of more distant town of Stormrain. Stormrain? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Richly area. Uh, small, but wealthy. I'm sure you I... were well-educated. Um... Perhaps a bit, um, uh, I actually, when I was sent away to apprentice, uh, my master, Arlen, did uh, see to my education over. As a craftsman would, especially someone who crafts such fine silks. Thank you, sir. I, uh, well, he threw me out, but I'm sure that he would appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord nods to you and then turns <laughs> to, uh, to Kiron. Taking a small sip of water to to uh, wet his whistle, if it, as it were, sets it down and goes. I appreciate the bounty you have put before us, especially given the uh, hard times that seem to have come across your city. Uh, I am known as Curon of the Elysian Elves, member of uh, I am uh, member of the the I'm a cleric of. Iluvania, our goddess of the... Oh. My first time to your land. 
must say it is quite insightful where you humans live. Hmm. Ilyuvania, you say? I suppose that's not surprising. You should keep that to yourself in these regions. Why do you say that? Isn't practice isn't the uh, practice of worshiping dead gods common here? Intrinsics, perhaps, but it's not usually looked on kindly in other parts. I People appreciate warning. Hmm. Your grace, my lord. I'm sorry, how should I the, uh... My lord will do, my elven friend. My lord. And then his gaze finally turns to Scarlet. My lovely lady, you have been quiet. I've heard you've, you're quite, quite the fiery one. Wow. <laughs> I seem to have caused enough trouble, so. Mm, indeed. Your name? <laughs> My name is Scarlet, and this here is Timber. Ah. The beast I've heard so much about. You seem to have quite the connection with the Hound. He's proven quite troublesome, perhaps even more than you. We've been through a lot together. I assure you, it won't, we won't be any trouble. I certainly hope not. So, please enlighten me as you eat, and please enjoy your... I should join you shortly, but please. Imbibe, drink, eat. You've had a long journey. But as you're doing so, would one of you please give me the details of all that you've heard? Specifically, and he kind of looks around, taps his plate. Specifically, what you may know of heard of the Archdruid and his involvement these crimes. I'm not... Uh, well, um, I do believe that uh, we've not heard anything linking us to the Archdruid himself, or, or really anything linking to the Druids. Um, I tap my plate. Um, but um, uh, I can, I can kind of walk you through uh, what it is that we found. Um, we had heard that the guard, Angus, had uh, possibly witnessed some of the uh, atrocities that were committed in the center of town. Um, and we were asked by our good friend Sergeant Clear to um, check in on him as, as the sergeant was uh, on his post. Um, when we went over there, uh, we noticed that there were some engraved markings above his door. Uh, we believed that we were not sure um, had something to do with uh, essentially a, a criminal element um, uh, that, that uh, local criminals would use that as a way of marking targets. Um, and so uh, we, we, we took uh, Angus back to the barracks and decided to lay in wait ourselves for the assassin. Um, they did show up. Uh, we were able to defeat one, um, well, defeat them both. Uh, we, we unfortunately uh, won expired in the combat, and uh, the other we were able to take captive. Um, 
it was around that time that uh, Miss Scarlet and myself went to back to the barracks to inform Sergeant McClear and the captain. Um, upon returning, and, and perhaps one of my other companions can fill you in on what happened in, in between those times, but upon returning, we found uh, the captured man now grievously wounded but still alive um, and a plethora of uh, beetles um, just strewn about. Beetles. Beetles, yes. Uh, as I said, to, I believe to Kieran fill could, in, yes. Um, where Cal has uh, was not around. As after they left, um, we proceeded to stow the would-be assassin in the outhouse that um, to ensure that no one would find him should they come snooping around. I would like to make it noted that they were invisible first entered using a kind of charm that I believe your guards confiscated from our friend Wizwick here who uh, had kept it uh, for uh, his personal use. I point to it on the table with a mouthful of food. And the, uh, the, the Lord sort of looks down at Wizwick and says, Yes, I have that here. Yes, and as you'll see, it looks like it was made using some kind of natural magics. Um, I cut him off, um, and I say, <laughs> so, uh, in short, um... The Beatles. Yes, they wounded the, uh, they, or they attempted to kill, I believe, Kiran, if, that, if that's what Yes, they, they swarmed um, over him, and Beatles have a connection with the Earth. Frankly, it sounds like it would be very scary. scary and that's indeed. what happened. We were held, uh, last night, overnight, in the, in the, uh, barracks, which, of course, I completely understand. And um, we're brought here for you after being so graciously allowed to freshen up. Freshen up you did. Now, I apologize for some of the rougher treatment from the guard, but you must understand these are sensitive subjects, sensitive times. And you're being quite a show at certain points. And he looks over at Scarlet. Now, would you be so kind, my lady, to explain your lack of cooperation? I would have cooperated if I had been allowed to keep my dagger. You must understand. Oh, I understand perfectly. Now, I'd like further explanation from you, my dear, for these. And pulls your thieves' tools out of your um, bag, and drops them down on the table. Picks, wires, other contraptions, the wares of less savory folk, let's say. Now, the captain informs me that you claim to work with Endurian authorities on snuffing out some criminal activity in the South. Now, I find that difficult to believe from a tailor and a would-be criminal and their strange band of foreign adventurers. I just met most of these people. That is true. Um, uh, 
That is awesome. Wiswick and, and Kiran are, are relatively new to our group. And in fact, uh, we really met. Um, I was doing a job up in Sivia, actually, um, uh, after Scarlett and I had uh, had gone separate ways. And we, we had decided to meet back here uh, in Imagine Set, trying our luck out in the West. Give me a deception check. Yeah, it's fair. Uh, uh, it's 15 plus plus whatever my deception is, which is one, 16. <laughs> <laughs> so the Lord, having kept his eye contact with Scarlet, turns to you, um, Cal. Mm -hmm. He's sort of just mulling his thoughts. Of course, I'm sure that's all true and... <clears throat> I'm sure you did part ways after working with the Endurians. Seems perhaps the informant was not someone you worked with, but yourself, perhaps. I don't care. Your past is scarlet. I don't care. You're clearly not from Tresix. We'd know if you were. Where you're from in the kingdoms, I don't care. You know, this, this whole thing reminds me of a great thing I learned once. There's this uh, forgotten art. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it uses tools that are very similar to the ones that are in her bag. It's an uh, ancient medical technique known as dentistry. Um, you see, you use the pieces and you open the person's mouth. Wizwick, you know, dentistry is, is common up here. Really? Yes, I, I can mean, take you. I can take you to one after. But you are right. They are similar. I, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the Lord, Lord Ronan, um, sort of, uh, just begins to chuckle at, at Wizwick's explanation of these tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. I don't care. <laughs> I, truly, I truly do not care about any of your pasts. I can tell quite clearly that you are, neither of you are being truthful. Now, the rest of you, I, you seem too bombastic and flat nervous to be lying to me. I, I, I understand the road we meet many people on the road. So, uh, sorry. I don't care where your pasts are from. I care more about what you've done here in my town. Now, you've attempted subtlety, it seems, um, not to uh, our standards, I, I see. But we could have use for you. And if you agree, to aid us and recount these tales accurately, um, we'll be willing to let you free. Now, you four, you three, uh, no, you two, sorry, I keep looking at Timber as if he's a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Now you two, gnome and elf, we seem to have no issue with you. You seem to be caught up in this, and for all intents and purposes, after this conversation's over, you are free to go. Your companions, the Undurian and the uh, woman and her hound, we have not yet settled our suspicions of you, and in exchange for not looking into you, finding out who you really are, if you will do a service for us, you will also achieve your freedom. Good my lord. <laughs> well, you see, you've you've just given such a great impression to me in your time here that I would love to see what appears to be your skills in action. We are questioning your assassin as we speak. And we will get the truth from him as much as we can, perhaps more than you did. But I see no reason why his confession under your commanding is not good enough for me to march into the courtyard and arrest Yard Stuart Orlin. I've been looking for exactly this type of evidence. Now, as you have seen, the druids are tricky, fanatical, zealots. And they command magics. They're a small circle, but old. We will clear the courtyard of civilians at the end of the day's festivities, at which time you will join my guard entering the courtyard and help us take in Archdruid Orlin alive. If things go south, you have my permission to engage. Now, if you can help me acquire the Archdruid and bring an end to these brutal crimes upon my people, your freedom is yours. And you will have done a great service to the country of Tresex. Certainly a Lord's word, a Lord's favor will go far. What say you? And it's at that he starts eating. <laughs> I, uh, I start eating as well. Um, yeah. But slowly. Try that one. Good. <laughs> um, you see, I'm he's like pulling. He's pulling things onto his plate, very, very Denethor style in uh, <laughs> Return of the King when he's eating just like absolute <laughs> shit for some reason. <laughs> well enough for my own people, but I don't have songs for great holes or dark times. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, my lord, I'm sure you'll allow us a few moments to discuss. This. By all means, please eat. Take your fill. Mull it over with some ale and roast chicken. <laughs> mm. um, 
slowly eating his leek, his greenery, because Curon uh, does not eat meat. Um, he, between mouthfuls, says, Well, it seems rather clear to me these killings are ritualistic in nature. If I had to guess, they come to direct the ash key the dead god. In which case, we might be dealing with a very dangerous cult, and I'm not sure if one small group of Ravaga muffins as us and a town god, albeit as great as yours, will be enough to stand up to them. Hmm. Gods are dangerous creatures. You've seen that before. You know, there's another uh, factor that we didn't chime in. Uh, someone mentioned that the foodstuffs are managed by the druids. If we do capture this druid uh, leader, couldn't the rest of them possibly hold the entire town ransom? I mean, they need to have food for the winter, right? Well, I think that we have to figure out a plan to, if we are going to side with the guards, we have to find a way to maybe distract them and take control of the granaries at the same time. My lord, do you foresee that being an issue, or are they low on food at this point, considering we're coming out of it? Well, as uh, you've been informed, I've heard from our guards, the druids have been stingy with the uh, grain supplies over the winter, so there's quite an abundance of food, but we're leaving the winter, we're entering into the harvest seasons, the don't foresee an issue. You take Orlin, you cut the head off of the serpent, and the rest will be easy to manage. Our guards can handle it. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. And we will set up guards ready to storm the circle of the ash. I don't mean to insult your uh, men, but I find that these cults are not so easy to get rid of. I, I have had issues with similar groups in my own uh, past, and it seems that uh, they spread, and even if you cut one head off, there will, another will go back, sometimes even stronger. I admire your philosophizing, young uh, gnome, uh, and your, there's truth to what you say. That is accurate. Now we have this, I was planning on keeping this close to my chest, but we have some men on the inside. Ooh. Interesting. My well, lady, um... you saw too, these zealots in the cells below. I. I did. Well, there's a reason we've kept them so long. Now, we have eyes in the circle of the ash. And you're correct, my gnomish friend. It is hard to root out these cults. But when you get an opportunity to pull one up from its roots, it's better to do that than let it blight the land. These people... My people, they're superstitious. They do look to the druids for guidance, but the quieter we can do this, the easier it will be to 
smooth over any transitions. The worship of dead gods is permitted in our lands, and, but it's dangerous sometimes. Listening into the darkness for the voice of your lost god can, it can bring up dark magics. We can't have it. We at least can't have it in these circumstances. If the capital finds out, they'll, they'll forbid. They'll make it illegal to worship the Ashkeeper. And our people need their faith. And whatever he is doing, Archdruid Orlin is risking that for them. He is doing more harm than he thinks. I don't know his motivations. But mm. he must be stopped. And this is an opportunity Do you know why he would be going after people with magic? Not certain. It most likely has to do with the ritual to resurrect this dead god. Mm. There is a font of magic below us that he's tapping into. Their deaths may grant him stronger access to it. <laughs> Simply theorizing. It's something that I believe the seers at... The seers at... Ferris Moore. Yes, that's the place. Um, are also slowly attempting to do with our undying queen. Well, you know, for all these concerns, I don't see that at least I myself have much choice. Um, if you can certainly count it. The, uh, the way to atone for whatever... Um, problems we may have caused, then let's do it. So I'm not sure how much help a, a, a humble tailor is a prejudice. At this point, I'd like to jump on the table and then pull pull a platter of whole meat onto the floor and start gnawing on it. <laughs> <laughs> so at this quiet moment of, of, of tense agreement, uh, Timber leaps halfway onto the table and just grabs sort of a big slab of the dried lamb off of the platter, the whole thing dragging and splattering across, across the dais, and I'm um, assuming begins munching on it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh. <laughs> what a good boy. I did want to try the lamb. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, I, if we're putting it to a vote, my vote is we, we do. I guess what truly matters is what the elf and the gnome want to do. You can be certain I will assist if only to gain insight magics using direct the ash yeah you know you and your guards you haven't been as understanding as i would have liked since i met all of you i haven't got to know any of you for sure but it's been pretty rough goings ever since i came to this town but it doesn't mean that Getting rid of this threat is a bad thing to do, and my compatriots want to help, so I'll do it for them, and I'll do it for the people of this town. And if we has with, if we have with, with, okay, <laughs> one more time, if with we have Wizwick with us, he has control of the weaves of magic. He may prove a very valuable mm. ally. 
As he says this, I use uh, press digitation to clean up the mess on the floor, and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Hey, Rizmanik, uh, I just wanted to know I'm very proud of you. That was a, that was a big, big step for you, uh, going out of your way to help others. That was good. That was good. I imagine as the uh, sort of you don't know up off the ground and being placed back on the platter that uh, Timber is just snatching at them in the air. <laughs> I do the um, thing. I, I leave it in the air for a second, like trying to fake him out. Like, <laughs> oh, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> Timber would go right to the source. <laughs> <laughs> just eat me. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Episode three. <laughs> Episode three, Wizwick dies because <laughs> Timber eats him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> party cohesion is never better. Uh, <laughs> um, so you see the Lord kind of looks to each of you and says, excellent, excellent. I truly appreciate your cooperation in this matter. Now, you'll have some time before we uh, must bring you to the courtyard. I do ask that you stay here in the manor. You will be, your belongings will be returned to you. Your weaponry will be returned to you. And McLear here, as well as the captain, will come and escort you to the courtyard when it is time. But please... Enjoy this feast. Thank Prepare you, myself. Uh, Timber's gonna walk over after after uh, uh, Wiswick having done that, and uh, pull Wiswick off his seat by grabbing the back of his uh, his shirt, <laughs> and then and then proceed to jump on it in his seat and start eating his food. <laughs> Can I get a roll to avoid this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'll say it's uh, um, uh, competing. checks. Uh, no, uh, I'd say uh, you need to make a. Uh, I'd say it's competing uh, dexterity uh, or acrobatics checks to uh, catch him because uh, he's a slippery gnome. <laughs> so oh, uh, yes, acrobatics on the floor. Goddamn slippery gnomes always gumming up the works. Those snifliblins. 17. 19. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right. You... Press the I make your food taste like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy uh, that. <laughs> so, you, anyone, at this point, the king, the lord is watching as you, the wolf comes around, pulls the gnome off, the gnome falls to the ground and, and does a few arcane uh, symbols in the air, and the wolf starts to eat the food. And it tastes terrible. It tastes rotten. It tastes like it's oversalted. Um, I, it's the worst you've ever had. I don't swallow it. I look at Wizwick and I just let it fall out onto his chest. Oh. Oh. oh man. Uh, Sore loser. <laughs> Cal Lord. will go out of his way to not, to not look at this. Like, it's just not happening. Kieran is laughing his ass off. <laughs> it's at this that the Lord kind of looks down and Yes, all right. <laughs> you have your mission. Uh, I hope to see you in the courtyard soon. Oh, uh, sir. Yes. The Archdruid. Alive, or... <laughs> and then I just leave it at that? I would like him alive, but... 
Do not hesitate if you need to. Well, that's uh, not really my job, but okay. You know what? I have one more question as well. You mentioned these dark magics that he's been dealing with. If we happen to deal with this problem with you and I discover anything that might be interest to my own research, would it be all right if I collected it and kept it purely for uh, studies of my own regard? I promise it will do no harm and you will never see it once more in this town. I admire your inquisitiveness, Gnome. With our look first, you will be allowed to take what you want, what you can, what you want for helping us. Without that seems people. fair. You'll be doing me a great service if this goes off successfully. A great service to this town and to the kingdom of Tresex. I bid you farewell for now. And I'll see you soon. And Lear pushes his chair back. Um, the captain stands, McLear stands as he gets up to uh, to start walking out. Leaving you alone with uh, McLear and the captain. Can I have my bloody oh, dinner would... back now, please? The, uh, the captain uh, rolls his eyes and raises his hand and nods to the back. You see um, uh, Sergeant Grantham is returning, is running up with the... Uh, um, He's got over his shoulder everyone else's stuff, and he's got all of uh, Scarlet's stuff. Uh, pretty much every all the weapons he has on him. Um, and the captain picks up your bag and tosses it across the table to you. Um. <laughs> and you're all returned your weapons at this point. Um, the captain uh, um, does take the crystal, though, and keeps that. We need to keep this. Uh, for evidence. Cool. Evidence. Yes. Was the dagger in my bag? Because I know it wasn't with the with the other daggers when Cal looked earlier. Uh, when you search into your bag, um, it there's a moment of dread when you believe that it is not there. But you dig deep enough, you feel a sharp pain. <laughs> as the dagger was very haphazardly thrown. Despite its dullness, it still manages to cut. I'll take it out and just like grab it and put it back. Easy enough. Um, Miss Scarlet, what is uh, that dagger? Family Adams. Brad. Um, so, sounds like we have a mission. Uh, How fun. I mean, no, we're going, I think we're going to need to fight people, and I, that's, it's not very fun, frankly. Um, can be a little. Uh, maybe. Yeah, if no one dies, like a, like a good scrap in the schoolyard, but. <laughs> uh, what schoolyard did you go? Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I did. Well, it doesn't matter. Um. <laughs> Does anyone have any concerns or anything before we um, jump ahead? <laughs> so are we, still, are we still trying to pretend that we know nothing about the Archdruid? 
We know nothing about anything, I think. Um, though yes. he did say out loud that we knew that. So I don't know anymore. I don't think uh, he believes you. Us. No, he, he, well, I, he wasn't really supposed to. The whole tapping on the plate thing was like, was like a wink, but like without winking, you know? Um, Is that what that was? What I believe mean? so. Uh, my, to be fair, my knowledge of Trisexian, which doesn't sound right, <laughs> my knowledge of uh, Trisexian yeah, is better. Um, uh, intrigue is frankly not very robust, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Turning seem- to the captain, Kiran directly asks him, so we are against the Archdruid, correct? The captain sort of seemingly getting himself ready to stand up and go do other things, looks to you and just says, yes. Okay, no. very good. Do, do we want him alive or do we want him dead? Well, we can do either. We would prefer him alive. I yes. would rather not. For... Is it Tresexian? Is it Tresexualian? <laughs> Just Tresex. Just Tresex. No. Tresex culture. Use it as an adjective. Just. Welcome. Oh, you're a Tresex man? Your Tresex? That's that's come on. No, it's Trisexon. Trisexon. Trisexual. Whatever. Whatever. Sexual. We would prefer him alive. No, whatever. Wait. Um, is the captain attractive? <laughs> uh, he may be considured attractive. He's okay, tradition. Okay. He's. I'd say he's traditionally attractive. He's got okay. a very, very uh, uh, nice jaw. Uh, very strong jaw. He's got a, sort of that perfect five okay. o'clock shadow. Nice. All right. Uh, then I respond. Beautiful well, blue eyes. No, sir. Whatever works for you. <laughs> um, and he sort of he just he just looks down uh, at his plate. <laughs> and, um, I, I, make no, I make no further mention. I continue to eat. <laughs> we would refer him alive, so that he can be properly tried before the king. We ensure he's dealt with properly. But, but, as the Lord said, as Lord Harrison said, we are not. We are going to be, be careful with this. We are not going to risk our lives um, just to bring him in alive. If he must be silenced through lethal means, that is what will happen. I will be with you the entire time, as will McLear, my best men, the Lord's best men. How much time do we have to prepare? Well, I'd say for how late you all slept in, uh, we have at least a couple hours before we should get ready. Before the uh, end of the Court of the Ash festivals, festivities. We will retire the civilians to the outer walls where there will be more festivities. It will be loud and raucous cover any suspicion. We will enter the courtyard and we'll do our business as quickly and as quietly as possible. Excellent. I'll be back in a couple hours to retrieve you. McLear will stay here with you. Any other questions? Is there a library in this mansion? The Lord has a private library, but it is locked to guests. Hmm. 
perhaps when you've accomplished your task, he'll let you in. I look forward to it. As conversation starts to settle, uh, Timber once again grabs a plate, starts flinging around a piece of chicken. It's no, at that, bad dog! It's at that point the captain takes the opportunity to, to exit. Um, um, is there anything you all would like to talk about with each other um, or explore before we kind of jump ahead to the, um, the time for the mission? So, um, is there any non-perishable foods? You could tell that the, uh, actually the dried lamb that you were eating would probably last a while, not a super long time, but it could last beyond this day, maybe a week. But most of it's like cooked vegetables and roasted chicken, stuff that's not going to hold up very long. I eat it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, uh, while he's doing that, I'm just going to do some basic weapon checks, uh, sharpness ensure that we're all honed and etc same mm-hmm. i just uh, yeah um i just want to let everybody know that uh although i'm a great and powerful wizard i do not have a huge plethora of offensive magics i can help in a uh, what's called pinch but my most effective spell would probably be the sleep technique that you've seen previously. Mm, Just well, uh, keep in mind that uh, you're going to want to step away from the group. Otherwise, you might end up like Cal last time. Oh, yes. End up like Cal. Like, that was my fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Wizwick, thank you very much. You're an excellent yeah. friend. As you're, you're talking, MacLear kind of reaches forward and grabs sort of a, a, the wooden pitcher there and refills his ale mug. Lars Alehorn just sort of looks to each of you and, you know, twist, sort of plays with his mustache a little bit. List lifts his horn up. Well, it seems I've uh, tied my lot to you. Oh. Sergeant. Uh, oh, sorry, Mr. Scarlet. Go ahead. No, that's quite all right. Why, thank um, you. I do want to apologize for my behaviors. Did not mean to put you in any trouble. You see, he's, he's, he may have uh, drank that ale pretty fast. He's, he's a little tipsy. But uh, he's like, my lady, you have nothing to apologize for. Lots of you came into our town, and in your own way, I'm just trying to help. As just a sergeant on the ground, I appreciate that. This politics puts a bad taste in my mouth. Must wash away with ale. Mm, agreed. Sergeant, uh... Three, no, two questions. Um, first, do you know what kind of numbers we'll be looking at in terms of enemy uh, strength, as it were? That's a good question. Uh, the druids themselves, <clears throat> they're, not, they're not many. But the Ashgard that protects them, they have better arms than us, but their numbers are smaller. If the... Uh, I'm worried for my men, to be honestly honest with you. They will be taking the brunt of the Ashgard, so to speak, as they take the Circle of Ashes. We will try our best to subdue them in the circle, uh, in the court of the Ash. With your assistance, you will take 
all in while we take the guards. <sighs> I can't really give you good odds here. It's, it's such a... As with you all, involve magic, it's hard to tell. Probably better that we don't know the odds anyway. McClear, you sound so downtrod. Your, your men will be fine. I always thought you were some sort of cowboy. No. Cowboy. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm uh, unfamiliar with. Uh, Wait, is it quite in the name of the flavor you're talking about? It sounds like. He's a cowboy. He's a lone man. He doesn't play by the rules. You're talking about the, the ranchers. I'm talking about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you sergeant. see the sergeant, he he has like a the most confused look, but it just slowly <laughs> breaks into a very large toothy smile as he holds his ale, ale horn up. He's like, I'm a cowboy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I drink to that. <laughs> uh... You see he pats himself off and Stands up and he says, Captain, we'll be back soon. I'll go get ready. We'll be leaving soon. Any last preparations, please do them now. <clears throat> you see he steps away and he trips a little when he steps off the dais, but <laughs> he holds himself sturdy. <sighs> Been a while since we've had a battle. <laughs> and wanders, wanders uh, down one of the halls. So last chance, anything else you want to do before we move ahead? Uh, just want to say, you guys don't know what cowboys are, but you know what dentistry is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's medieval dentistry, so it's a man who looks at your teeth and goes, "You should eat more sugar." <laughs> and like, he also cuts hair and like removes like tumors and shit. and and like uh, like corns off wounds yeah. and definitely rubs cocaine all over the wound. <laughs> um, cocaine in wherever. Not uh, here, in the capital, maybe. Uh, They're um, barbers. I mean, dentists. Cal, Cal does some light stretching um, to burn Cal off nerves maybe? a little bit. No, it's not full on. Um, and he says, uh, uh, you know, it's always the waiting before that's so much worse, isn't it? Yes, I quite agree. It's During this, <laughs> During this so, time, Curon would be uh, practicing a uh, ritual dance to his goddess with his uh, quarterstaff. Um, so he's just kind of like doing his own thing off on the side. Oh, yeah, and it looks like a very fluid um, dance martial arts almost. Scarlet, um, I'm sorry. What, what did you say earlier to me? What did, what did I say earlier? Yeah, I didn't hear you. I, I, I said In real life. Things, so, oh, I don't, I don't. She said it's uh, quite exhilarating. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear that at all. All right, cool. It's quite exhilarating. <laughs> She's shouting sorry. over timber, thrashing the chicken around. <laughs> Actually, yeah, uh, since Kieran is doing his dance, uh, Timber is like slowly eating and just in a trance, kind of looking at uh, Kieran's dance. Yeah, and, and anyone who looks sees Kieran sort of fluid motions with his quarterstaff, and you see Timber just sort of chewing a long strip of, of chicken uh, breast with the skin, just sort of <laughs> mesmerized by it. it. 
Um, um, I want to uh, take out that letter and just kind of read it, just like getting some last minute courage from it. Absolutely. Uh, anything else? Maybe I'll just lean in and try and see what Scarlet's reading. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, this is not going to go well. I'm not trying to hide or anything. I'm just curious. Okay, so Scarlet, as you're reading your letter, you do notice Wizwick going like this. Um, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I just was curious. Um, is that a letter from home or something? Another family album. Hmm. You seem to have a few of those. Uh, you don't talk much about your family, though. No, I suppose I don't. I mean, they must mean a lot to you if you care so much about these possessions. They do. Mm -hmm. I can I can get behind that. I have a quite a big family myself. Sounds like you do with all of those names. Oh yes. And did you know that everyone in my family has just as many names as I do? No, are you joking? I mean, I can go through the whole thing. I, I've got <laughs> <laughs> at, that point, at that point. At that point, uh, maybe uh, about four family members' names through. Um, <laughs> the captain does return, and uh, you notice that he is in. Um, he's in full regalia, um, the, the tabard, but you've noticed he's not wearing leathers anymore. He's wearing, um, it's still somewhat piecemeal, but he's wearing plate armor. Um, you notice he has his, he has his short sword at his waist. He has a shield uh, on his back. Um, and you notice he has a small dagger at his waist as well. And he just looks at each of you. It's time. Are you all ready? Yeah. In response, I stand up and whirl my cape back on. Because it would have been off. Does it go off? <laughs> no, it oh, doesn't. It, well, I mean, it would by just by nature of going woof, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, man, we got to get you the uncommon magic item, billowing yeah. cape. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the uh, captain leads you out. Um, and you uh, step out into that small courtyard with the uh, fountain, and you notice there's quite a few guards there now. Um, and you notice there, well, before you just sort of saw piecemeal leathered guards walking around, you see they're the same men you've seen, but they look much more rigid and disciplined at this point. You see there are a small group of them that have heavier armor on. You see there's a, a, a larger group that have lighter armor, and you see they actually have bows. Um, and there's a few crossbows in the bunch. And you see the captain just sort of looks down at them all and just, all right, men. I hope not to spill any blood today in the court of the ash. Olin may have poisoned the well of the ash keeper, but it's still our God. And for the sake of his widowed Melora, let's rip this poison from our earth. Let's go. And the men start to march out. Um, and MacLear slowly joins behind you. He's still wearing lighter armor. And you notice he has several daggers on him. And you see him sort of stretching his arms. He's like, it's much better than the patrol armor. I feel more natural this way. 
as he pulls a dagger out and sort of looks at it and says, you're ready. Let's go. Excellent. You look good, Sarge. <laughs> he uh, thanks you with a spry step in his in his uh, walk. Uh, you march out of this uh, the keep, and you notice the the circle of, of the hearth is completely empty. And when they bring you towards the uh, um, the courtyard, you hear the the sounds of the day begin to grow louder as you hear folks in the courtyard um, enjoying the festivities. You're hearing crowds. Um, you're hearing um, people just sort of joyously shouting at different uh, call and responses. Uh, and you hear the sound, lively sounds of livestock as you approach the gates, which are actually open. And you see, before you get to the gates, um, you notice that there is a row of, uh, like a hall between the wall and the, the actual walls of the courtyard. You see the men start to circle around that wall. Um, and some disappear off into different places. You're unsure where they go, but the large, large portions stay with you. And you sort of slowly, very calmly, the men move quickly into the crowd where they don't all march in at once. They just start to seed themselves into the crowd um, before it's MacLear looks to each of you and nods forward to, to follow and do the same. And as you all sort of slowly seed into the crowd, um, you notice families, you see these uh, um, sheep that have this like blue uh, dye, kind of like light blue dye sort of cast uh, in different shapes all over their fur, indicating Sorry. their blessing. Uh, yeah, before you continue, could I have just casted mage armor before going into this crowd? Absolutely. Okay, uh, great. No problem there. Uh, <clears throat> so quickly, quietly, before you enter into the crowd and are seen by anyone cast Majar, light shimmer goes over you and then disappears. Um, you hear a voice booming from the center and you see in the center, you see this slight dais of uh, a wooden, um, sort of wooden frame with dirt and roots kind of writhing all around it and sprouting out from it is a tall, tall, probably 40 foot ash tree, um, barren of leaves and it looks bone dry it almost it looks uh, calcified almost like it's been dead for ages um you see around it sort of a trickling water into a small pool around it that's circled encircled by stones you see sheep covered in this blue dye and cows and horses being fed brought to this water to drink it um, by cheering fans and folk um, and then you see behind that altar you see a, a dais with stone steps leading up to a foundation that leads to a, a, a large, large longhouse, uh, similar to the uh, Lord's Manor, that has um, two sort of very short turrets at either side, where you do see um, guards with uh, crossbows that look like the ash guard you saw the other night. Um, just two, one in each turret. And you're noticing sort of out of the corner of your eyes every now and then, an Ashgard. Um, but up at the top of the dais, you see a man. He wears long cloak, a long billowing robe of, um, of bright, bright yellow with at the ends of his sleeves, sort of purple tressing. Um, he's holding his hands out like this. And in one hand, he has a dagger that is, there's no blood on it. He's just holding a dagger up. 
and then the other hand, he just his other hand is just freely moving about. Um, he's a tall man. He's probably from this perspective six feet plus. Um, you see, he has a hood over his head, and in front of his face is a mask. Um, now the mask is a lighter yellow to the cloak. Um, and it has, it's, you can tell from here it's painted wood. Um, and it's sort of got the wooden sheets in it. And you see two eyes, uh, eyes holes that are very small to the point where you can't really even see into them. They're, they're actually little circles. Um, and it's painted yellow with, uh, uh, blue runic shapes, uh, or Celtic knots like carved all, all around it as he's just holding up this dagger and sweeping it around and sort of, you can't quite hear what he's saying but over the crowd's cheers, but you have an idea that this is Archdruid Orlin. You see two other acolytes behind him in a similar yellow robe, no masks, just their blank, clean-shaven faces. You see similar ritualized scarring on their faces with the blue dyed tattoo on it. Um, you see a man sort of very difficultly, uh, a man leading a uh, uh, um, a very fat cow to the to in front of the uh, the dais, as the archdruid sort of holds a hand up to calm the audience, and you just hear this voice echoing out. It sounds very charming, very regal. It's just like, and today, on the day of the dawning, we offer these humble sacrifices for the sake of our father, the Ash Keeper, and his widowed paramour, Danu Malor, in hopes that we may appease her in her eternal grief, bring some light and life back to the Feywild. Druids, please tend to this sacrifice. You see the man leads the cow up and you see the two druids step down into the cheers of the audiences. They slit the cow's throat and they pour the blood from, from its throat into these stone basins uh, as the cow sort of uh, um, brings, I didn't intend there to be music here. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, they bring the, the basin, it's sort of splattered with blood and the cow sort of reels back and then collapses and they bring the basin and they pour the blood into the pools around the ash tree as it slowly mingles in like ink. Um, uh, the other animals stop drinking from it. Uh, <laughs> uh, some of them keep drinking, but the uh, at this, the, the, uh, the archdruid sort of holds his arms out like this, brings them back together, holding the dagger like this. And we must pray and hope this offering will bring us plentiful bounty in the Vala months so we may survive another gloaming and await, await the return of our beloved mother, the font mother, from her eternal watch. Please join me in the exteriors of the walls for the further festivities for the days. And our Lord, our Lord Ronan has something to say. Give him a welcoming applause, my subjects. Your Lord Ronan.
and he steps back. See the crowd sort of mingled cheers. You know, there's seems to be some resentment almost. You hear people, you hear one man just sort of spit in the ground and there's sort of grumblings around you. Are they grumbling about Lord Ronan or the, or the Druid priest? Uh, give me a perception check. While I'm doing this, I'd like to turn. Oh, well, while I'm rolling a six, I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like to turn to Huron uh, and go, see, what's the one thing I don't like? I believe it's, um, it's military. Yes, exactly. And at this, uh, actually, Kiran is going to pat um, Cal on the back and confer a vigilant blessing. Oh. Um, which, as an action, I can give one creature I touch uh, advantage on the next initiative that they make. Well, thank you. Yes. Nice. I just wanted to make sure I used that before I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so it's at this you see the same Lord, um, Ronan Haransson, the long blonde ashen beard, long, very beautiful hair, uh, beautiful. silver band. Uh, he's a beautiful man. He's an old man. He's an older man, but he's beautiful. I like my daddy's. What? Yeah. He's, 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 yeah, Daddy Harrison. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, and you see he's got that same maroon tunic on, but now he's got a very, long luxurious cloak on that has a um a fur trim that is uh um of whites and 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 blacks uh indicating royalty and and uh he comes up he has a like a bejeweled blade at his waist and he sort of looks to the crowd and he just says oh yes <clears throat> i must thank the archdruid orlin for all the work he does on these festivities and you my loyal subjects we hope only to protect you and bring you this bountiful harvest to come in the Vala months. Please enjoy the games outside. We've provided the festival with casks from my personal store. I encourage you all to make merry for the evening. Feasts will be had, games will be played, and stories will be told. Please venture out now, empty the courtyards into the merry night. You see at this, um, the guards kind of quietly, not nudge, but sort of direct people out. And you notice as it slowly quiets down, and the sounds of the people dim away. And they're fed out. You start to notice the arch or the uh, ash guard coming to the center coming closer to you, around you, you start to notice the encircling of town guard around the courtyard. You notice the archdruid sort of standing up there, twisting his dagger in his hand. You notice above now, some of those archers have come up on the walls. You see the lord turns to Orlin, um, and the captain who had left to the side um, with some of the uh, other troops, steps up beside the Lord. You can't actually, you're not close enough to hear what Lord uh, Ronan says to the Archdruid. You know, you, you, you see he sort of smugly saying something to him as the captain steps forward. And as the captain steps forward, the Archdruid steps back. Then you see him sort of sidestep him and, and, and step up to the dais where he was before looking out at his ash guard and, and he actually spotting all of you 
and he just seeing strange travelers looks out ah this is not this is not the end travelers you entrust your future to these politicians and minions but you have you heard the voices from the void have you heard the gnawing Biting. And through that, the voice of your gods. Uh, I'm sorry, does he have one monologue? No, you can speak. He's not uh, oh, trying no. to interrupt you. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw my sword and walk at him. Okay, easy enough. What are you, as soon as Cal draws the sword, what the rest of you do? Is there a place that I can, is, there, is there like a dark place that I can like... Stealth Give me a stealth check. How about rocks? Any rocks nearby? Uh, the nearest rocks are are by the um, the pool under the ash tree. There's sort of stones surrounding it. Um, 23. 23. Yeah, that's not great cover. Um, how far apart are the two crossbowmen in the towers? They're about uh, 20 or 30 feet apart. Um, there, the only place where there is cover is probably on the, the sides because there's sort of an overhead uh, from the wall leading down. Um, probably about five feet of overhead, like a wooden structure, wooden slat with, with pillars. You could feasibly get some cover in there. Um, probably only half cover. Okay, and I, I just want to be clear. Is the uh, is our guards on the walls with the archway archers, and then they have the crossbows, or yes. are they in the same location? So you you see the arch uh, the arch guard, the ash guard at the <laughs> turrets. The there's you do notice a few of your your men's archers at the top, um, but you as you as Cal draws his sword and as the arch druid sort of steps forward a little bit further. Um, you do hear the sound of more Ashgard coming out from the onto the walls to uh, essentially approach the uh, the archers. Um, the uh, is there anything else you guys want to do? Last second before when I would like uh, to sorry. I, so as Cal brandishes a sword or takes out a sword and moves forward, Kiron would follow him, brandishing his quarter staff and saying, "My my dead god doesn't condone the death of innocence." And it's uh, at that that this is the last thing that Orlin says before you notice him triggering his guards, unless there's something you want. I was, well, I don't know if I can in the time available, or Timber. Sorry, go ahead, Alex. I didn't see you. Uh, I want to mark him. <laughs> uh, the the yep. Orlin? Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Um, all right. So, Orlin, the last thing Orlin says here in Curon and seeing everyone's, uh, Blades uh, unsheathed. He just uh, um, <clears throat> cries out, uh, "Ignorant, ignorant elf! These gods desire blood. It is what nourishes them from before the conflict. And I will feed the Ash Keeper your blood today." Now let's roll initiative. <laughs> Cal, you have uh, advantage. Danka, did um did I successfully? Delta way. Uh, yes, for all intents and purposes, you are hidden at this point. As the uh... yeah. 
same. Yeah, I was gonna cast a spell, but I figured you were just gonna make me roll initiative anyway. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I wasn't gonna, gonna have anyone do anything super big. But uh, um, Sean, I actually, I can't mark him. How far away is he? Yeah, he needs to be. He's uh, he's probably from where you are. Um, what's the range on the mark? Ten feet. Oh no, yeah, you can't mark him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About about how far you could pee, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. Uh, twenty to twenty-five. Right here. Twenty-two. Cal, what'd you get? Twenty-one. Okay. And then fifteen to twenty. Oh, 10, nice. 10 to 15. 13. Oh, guys. <laughs> 5 to 10. Six. Oh, Alex. 9. <laughs> 0 to 5. <laughs> no, I got 6. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Doesn't I matter. Instead of giving yeah. you my vigilant blessing. <laughs> All right. All right. And then. Timber. That's right. All right. Let me uh, let me get this visual reference up for all you. Ooh. I'm scared. Visual reference. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all that food. Stop. It's all that chicken. All that chicken. Wow. I I couldn't wow. reach the microphone. That's awesome. Hold on, hold on. It is really on. cool. I I almost wish that he had that. <laughs> Ooh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Are those new, Sean? They oh, can't hear me. Yeah. Compliment him when he gets back. Yeah, for sure. I've never seen those stairs before. Oh, those are some there. nice stairs. Nice I've seen better. I'll be honest. I've seen. <laughs> hey, what are you? Who made you fucking stair king? All right, fucking <laughs> Christ coming in here. With your fucking stair judgment. You know my your people certificate didn't fight for freedom to have you come in and judge their stairs. My people are stairs in this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, you people? Mister Walkway, walk on me, Walkway. <laughs> Walk me to the building. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> Jay Walk. All right. Oh, that's an oldie but a goodie. All right. So. <clears throat> Jay Walk in here. Chris's brother. All right. So. Awesome. Uh, amongst you, I haven't placed them yet. I'll place them in a second. Um, there are uh, four Ashgard in the courtyard with you. Um, and then a, a couple, uh, a couple of guards of your own, um, your own team in there. What's happening on the walls is kind of happening superfluous of the battle down in the courtyard, um, because there's sort of its own battle going up there that I'll be rolling to see who gets an attack down into the courtyard on that turn. Um, but, uh, we are, uh, currently ready to go. So, uh, Wizwick, you are up first. Awesome. Uh, okay. So if I'm seeing this correctly... Mm -hmm. uh, the guard, well, the um, Ronin is the gray marker off to the side there. Uh, yes. So um, I have to throw another one on there for the captain, but the, the where where uh, the gray marker is, is Ronin and the captain. Um, 
You are the small purple marker at the corner of right. the uh, the uh, waters of the ash tree. Um, and uh, there are a couple guards around you right now um, that I'm going to put down in there in a second. But um, generally, this is the, the, the landscape. Where the stone is on the edges is uh, cover underneath the... Um, the uh, uh, the wooden uh, slats above. So on the edges where you see um, stone uh, squares is technically would could be half cover from the walls above. Okay, I'm going to uh, let's see what's my distance here. Sorry, I should have been better prepared for this. Okay, I think we're good. I'm gonna head over to the stones. Uh, is there any way – how – what's the um, – I'm looking to be 60 feet away from uh, the main guy. Okay. You're, you're about – you're 40 feet away from him right now, roughly. So if you move, if you move back into the stone areas of either, uh, either directly south or directly um, uh, west, you'll be 60 feet from him. Okay. I'm going to go west to the side over, like, near where that green light is. And I am going to attempt to cast my scary face modified cause fear spell upon him. Uh, I take some magic tinctures and I create a rune on my face uh, that like surrounds my surrounds my eyes, and mm -hmm. I do a quick incantation, and uh, it looks as though a spiritual skull is appearing over my head and mm -hmm. he looks into my eyes and he rolls a charisma saving throw charisma saving throw okay what's the dc the dc is my dc <laughs> uh, the dc is 14. okay uh he rolled a uh he got a 10 so he fails it uh yeah <laughs> uh, great. what are the effects of that the effects are he is now frightened of me he cannot take any action to get near me in any way so okay. he cannot go any more forward in my direction and he has disadvantage on all attacks against him uh all attacks oh all attacks against him have it he has disadvantage attacking you uh, he is dis no. Everyone has advantage when attacking him. I believe. Ooh. Okay, I will confirm that. Yeah, confirm that for me. Um, all right, so that's your uh, action. Um, you still have part of your movement and a bonus action. Anything else you want to do? Uh, I guess I'll step a little bit closer upwards, uh, maybe just ten feet if I can, and that'll be yep. it. Yeah, you have just about ten feet left of your movement, so you can do that. A frightened creature has disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls. While uh, the source of fear is in line of sight, the creature okay. cannot willingly move closer to me. So, uh, yeah, he just has disadvantage on his attacks. It's not other people okay. having advantage. No problem. Uh, good to know. Uh, anything else you want to do? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Cal, you're up. All right. I think I was about 10 feet in front of Wiswick, which puts me about 30 feet from the target. Correct. Um, to which I'm going to explode into action and, <laughs> and run over there and um, just give him a good old skewering. I'm going to skewer him. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll the hit. Make yep. him a kebab. Yep. 
what? It makes uh, it's a 17 to hit. Nope. It's a 21 to hit. Oh, that hits. <laughs> Go ahead and roll damage. 1d8 is 4 plus 4 is 8 damage. And I'm going to action surge and attack him again. Oh, of course you are. Go for it. That's a 17 to hit. 17 hit. Uh, that hits again. Go for it. Okay. That's eight on the D8 plus four is 12. Starting off strong, guys. <laughs> <laughs> My big epic battle. All right. Uh, all right. So on that, it is, um, it is uh, Archdrude Orland's turn. Uh, all right, so he is going to, um, in his uh, state of, of, of sort of fear at this point, he's immediately panicked, and you see he turns and looks to, um, sorry, he looks to Cal, and uh, you hear him muttering a few words and uh, tracing something with his dagger before he goes, he casts it towards you, and I need you to make... Um, a constitution saving throw. Okay. Oh. That's <laughs> six. Oh, no. Okay, I'm not even going to look. That's Yeah, that fails. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are... You're, anyone looking sees Cal's eyes get covered in black darkness, and Cal, you are considered blinded right now. Um, so you... Uh, <clears throat> You're blind. Uh, <laughs> um, and at the end of each of your turns, you can um, do another constitution saving throw to um, to relieve yourself of this. Um, it is concentration. Um, so you're currently blinded. Um, so he says that. He whispers a few words. And then uh, he sort of turns, unable to really move forward. He slowly <laughs> starts to back away um, a few steps. Uh, not too far. He still wants to be able to see the courtyard. Um, and then you see him, uh, he starts to cast something with his hands. Seems like he's preparing something. Nothing happens yet, but he is clearly casting some kind of spell. Um, all right. So up next is the, uh, the guards themselves. So it's a good time for me to throw them on here. Uh, <laughs> just using some of my red minis for this. Keep it uh, simple. All right, so <clears throat> this guard is going to immediately move up to Kiron and go for a swing with his sword. Uh, Kiron, what's your AC? 15. That's a natural 20. Oh, no. Okay, so that yeah, is going to be... Uh, level. Uh, it's going to be six points of uh, uh, slashing damage. Oh, as the guard... Uh, he, he rolled low. Um, <laughs> so the guard runs up to you, and you see he's got a shield, and he's got a short sword, and he's sort of he, noticing your eyes focused on uh, Orlin, sort of comes up and bashes you for a second, brings his sword up and slashes, and you feel it kind of cutting through, and uh, you feel sort of the pressure under, over your scale mail. Um, the next uh, guard is going to rush towards... Uh, uh, oh, no, the ash tree. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling uh, that's going to happen a few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, go towards um, 
our little friend uh, uh, and roll with the same short sword. Um, that is a 13. Does that hit, uh, Clay? Thank you, Mage Armor. All right, so you see you're concentrating on uh, uh, Orlin. You see out of the corner of your eye the same sort of shield coming up to bash you. And as it gets really close to you, just it's just ethereal energy is blocking and he's just like Ugh. and can't get through. Um, the next guards are, this one's going to go towards, well, Scarlet, you actually hit, so you're still hidden. Um, going to go for Timber. Uh, uh, that is a dirty 20 to, to hit. Uh, definitely hits me. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is going to be seven points of slashing damage. Ow. Yeah. Ooh. Let, that was um, more than a crit. <laughs> I know. Um, the next guard is going to go... Uh, <clears throat> I didn't place the other guys, so let me just real quick grab my... Yeah, I was going to say, where the fuck are our guards? Should they be dealing with this? <laughs> yeah, they're here, they're here. They got shitty wooden bows on top of the hills. Yeah, what do you make your bows out of? I have a crossbow. I never use it. <laughs> yeah, same. I do too. <laughs> so you do got guards that are going to have to help you all out. Um, but that guy's oh, going to get confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you should use those little yellow, the little red circles to mark for the enemies. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do that in a second. Uh, he's going to attack your allied guard, and he misses. Um, so that is their turn. Now, uh, I should just do like a general roll for them all. Um, your own guards are going to come up and, and try to take care of the uh, guards that have been attacking you. You could just call them ads. You just call them ads. <laughs> They're going to attack the ads. The minions. Your your allies are attacking the ads right now. <laughs> uh, Guys, let's focus on DPS. Boss damage, please. Okay. We got a 33.33% uh, repeating, of course. You have, have to do this. Oh, it's All right, so... I definitely Leroyed this. You are correct in your reference. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, your guys get off a few hits on them. Um, get off. And it's, you guys get off a few hits on them, and you see there's sort of a clash happening now. Your your allies are dealing some damage. The uh, um, ads are dealing some damage. And then, uh, and then um, you see, uh, as you see the guards kind of clashing together in the midst of your, your fight, you notice above on the walls, there's this conflict happening between the uh, 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 Ashguard and the extra guards you have up there, um, and just a few arrows go flying down into the courtyard, and you notice two of them um, are, are shot towards your allies. Um, no! and, they <laughs> and they miss, thankfully. So you're seeing arrows yeah. kind of falling down into the courtyard. Um, Scar, you're up. Kiran, you're on deck. All right. Um... Who is that, um, the gray one next to the arch druid across from Cal? Uh, that is the captain. Okay, so he's he's on our side. Great. Yes. All right. Um, so if I do my full movement and bonus action dash, can I get up those stairs? Uh, you could get close. You wouldn't get all the way up, I think. But you would... 
Alright, how close did I get? Can she then leap? That's a spell. In Warhammer, it's called the jump. You would get right to the captain. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I think I want to do that, and I want to get all the way up to, all the way up next to the captain, and I just want to take out a dagger and throw it at him. <laughs> throw it at Orlin? Yeah. No, all right, roll, rolled ahead. You yeah. took my just stab the captain. <laughs> yeah. I saw those prisoners. <laughs> does Charlotte yeah. have running action yet? No, not yet. Yes, I do. Oh, wait, no, yeah, she does. Yes, I do. Yeah, that's how she got up there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nineteen. Oh, that definitely hits. Yeah. Concentration saving throw. Yes, sir. Disadvantage. You frightened. <sighs> You, you guys are going to kill this guy so fast. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Good. He deserves uh, it. I don't eight, like dolls. Eight points of piercing damage. Okay. So he rolled a disadvantage and got a nat 20 and a two. So, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> uh, so get some. Uh, Cal, you were momentarily blinded, but a couple seconds later, your vision comes back to uh, Scarlet having thrown a dagger in. <laughs> into the uh, archdruid. What was the damage on that, Scarlet? Eight points of uh, piercing damage. Yeah! Oh, sneak attack, sneak attack? Uh, technically, yes, he is uh, within <laughs> five feet of, uh, of uh, our friend Cal here. Hello, Be, yeah. Another four points. Oh man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote it down, all right. Uh, anything else, Scarlet? Uh, no, I think that's all I can do. Alrighty. Uh, Kiron, you're up. Um, Kiron will reach a hand out at the ash guard in front of him and touch him on the chest and cast Inflict Wounds. Oof. Roll the head. Yeah. It's like, boom, blisters. <laughs> <laughs> that's a 10. 10, unfortunately, does not hit the spell... The spell just doesn't quite get off as you're, you're you're distracted by everything going on, the commotion above. The uh, they got off, but I did. You attempt to get off and you don't. Ooh, <laughs> that really hits home. Uh, <laughs> <is> <laughs> <it>? <laughs> he did say in his bio he likes to make these things erotic, but uh, <laughs> anyway, I didn't. Anything read else? Ooh, <clears throat> um. Uh, I will use the hide action by slipping into the shadow. Oh, that's right. You can do that. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, does that, because that automatically succeeds, right? It says once per short rest, you can use the hide action as a bonus action, even if you have no cover or if you're under observation. Nice. All right. So you uh, sort of slip into a, um, a twilight-like <laughs> state uh, as you sort of, uh, sort of like that water dance you're doing earlier, you kind of slip down and whoosh, even so, though the man's looking right at you. <laughs> what this just looked like was this guy runs over and he cuts Kira and is like, ah, oh, fuck! He reaches out <laughs> and touches him on the armor and the guy's just like, and they both stop for a second, I'd imagine, look at Kira's <laughs> hand and look back up and then Kira just goes, whoop! 
That is exactly what just happened. <laughs> but Kira, you are hidden now. Um, uh, I'm assuming you, there's nothing else you want to do. Uh, Timber, you're up. And then uh, uh, Wizwick, you're... Or no, the captain's on deck. If, uh, blah, 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 blah. if, if I move, uh, that guard gets an attack of opportunity on me, right? Correct. Right. Um, I'm just going to bite him. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> uh, come on, you stupid computer. Okay. Uh, let's see. Not going to be good. Might be good. Good guard. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. You have you have bad dice. Hold on. No. No, my dice is good. Uh, what did you get? I got, a, <laughs> I got a 16. 16? Oh, that hits. I got 11. I just took Stop me that. took me a Never mind. I thought it was going to be worse. I always, forget, I always forget that I get proficiency bonus on tackles. Uh, ooh, okay. Oh. Hey! Um, that is a... Math! <laughs> Seven! The no. enemy of all D&D uh, players. No, well, the thing is, <laughs> the thing is I, I have to, like, go back and forth to the monster manual and Oh, yeah. Well, you can add... Yeah, I will go up. I'll yeah. tell you a secret. We'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> so, seven damage. So, seven points of damage? And he has to make okay. a DC saving throw, strength saving throw. And what is the... Uh, Eleven. Uh, DC? Eleven. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> roll the natural two. So, what, what happens? Oh, he's prone, right? Yeah. Uh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's prone, does, do you get to make another attack, or...? Is that no, another? I think I'm thinking the of dinosaurs or something. No, anyone who attacks the uh, the, Draw the tree. person the while tree. they're prone gets advantage on the attack. Ah, uh, I knew I should have glued it. <laughs> <laughs> then we could never have used that dais again. Be a fucking tree on it the whole time. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else, uh, uh, Timber? Uh, I am going to run. On the northeastern side, you get cover. Oh, you're gonna go into the where the yellow, yellow light is. Cover? Yeah, where the yellow light yep. is. Yep. Yeah. And he shouldn't get an uh, attack just... opportunity, right? Because he's prone. Uh, let me just check real quick because I think he can still attack. He just has disadvantage. Oh. Have you guys ever tried can... to attack whilst prone? It doesn't go well. Yeah, he still gets to attack. He just has disadvantage. Yeah. All right. Fine. Stefan and I used to scrap in the backyard. Well, don't worry uh, too much. He rolled a natural one and a natural seven. Oh so uh, he you knock him over and sort of gnaw into his shoulder and then leap off of him. And he just sort of attempts a really flimsy swing at you and misses entirely. But you're able to get off yeah. into uh, undercover. Yeah. Timbers the wolf. All right. Uh, it's the captain's turn. All right. Domnal. Captain is gonna go for a swing. Duh. Go for a swim? Bad He's gonna go for a swim. Yeah. 
Uh, so he pulls out his uh, short sword and goes for a swing, also taking out his shield to protect himself. He, he did not roll well. Um, he misses, unfortunately. Damn. As um, as uh, as Orlin is kind of stepping back as he feels the dagger pressing into his shoulder that was thrown by uh, Scarlet. Orlin leaps forward and goes for a swing, but just narrowly misses. Um, Wizwick, you're up. Ooh, uh, what am I going to do? Uh, which ones of these in front of me are dangerous? The one directly in front of you, and then one of the <laughs> two light gray ones. I'm hoping it's the one that's next to the one in front of me. Of course it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> what foul wizardry? Okay. And the boss, but I guess you don't have to do the boss. Uh, I guess I'm just going to go up to this one that's directly in front of me, and I'm going to hit him with the old cantrip shuffle. We're going to do poison <laughs> I thought, spray. I thought the cantrip was, I thought the cantrip was named shuffle. I yeah, was like, I was like what? That's what? all I heard. <laughs> you make him soft shoe real quick? <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to do uh, the classic poison spray modified into the uh i forgot what i called it last time but conflagration gas yep uh the dragon's so breath <laughs> i make a ball of poisonous gas and normally it looks just like your regular good old poison spray a green gas uh, yeah. but i add a little uh Wizwick magic pop it in turns purple and i Spike throw it at that. him yeah, get a little pizzazz, a little snap, a little uh, cayenne. Got to get the spice going. He makes yeah, a dexterity saving. Yeah, actually, everything's spicy. All those peppers. <laughs> and uh, what? Uh, it's uh, what kind of saving throw is it? Dex saving throw. Dex, and your DC is what again? Fourteen. 14. All right. Yep. Oh, natural 20. Okay. Rip. <laughs> Good enough at uh, covering his mouth <laughs> to avoid uh, sucking in any of that poison air. Um, but he does succeed the saving throw. Um, anything yeah, else? Yeah, so it's more of an explosion, but yes, he dodges it. Oh, that's right, because it, it ignites because you, you change it to fire damage. So yeah, he holds up his shield as the gas sort of erupts around him and he's able to... Um, Hold off the inferno. Um, anything else, Wizwick? That's it for me. I got nothing. Cal, you're up. I'm gonna stab him. Stab <laughs> <laughs> away. Okay. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen hits. Lovely, lovely. And that's another big fat. Eight damage plus four is twelve. Nice. Damn. Fighters. <laughs> it's well the only thing I could do. <laughs> Alright. It's in the name. I'm glad you're not blind. I can't help anybody. I this can't guy, help too much. I just skewer. He's been he's been cut up <laughs> pretty bad. Stay in. Um he's uh he's got a lot of cuts all over him. He's not looking good. Um uh, yeah, so after the uh, the captain misses the swing on the uh, archdruid, uh, very with, with with haste, uh, 
our friend Cal leaps forward and gets him with the piercing blow from the uh, the rapier. Uh, you see the blood starts to pool onto the yellow cloak, soiling it. Um, anything uh-huh. else, Cal? Uh, no, I don't have. I don't have them. Okay, Archdruid Orland's turn. All right, so sort of seeing himself kind of being backed into the corner and feeling uh, all of the wounds hitting him and sort of um, seeing the situation going south, um, he sort of completes the spell that he was preparing in the last round, and you see all the blood on him flows down his robes and into the stonework of the dais and leaks forward into the pool in front of uh, all of you. And he brings his hand down to the ground and it all ignites in a green light. You see it's taking a lot of energy out of him. It actually knocks him prone. Um, But the energy shoots down into the uh, ash tree itself. And you see it start to gnarl and grow and rip apart and fall to pieces and sort of mesh into the earth as you see the stones and the water, bloody water from the sacrifice just sort of swirl around and create this sort of form as as a uh, some kind of uh, wood bone, wood blood and uh, and uh, stone uh, entity is formed out of the uh, tree. This very rapidly Oh my god. This very rapidly went above my pay grade. (laughs) The conjuration magic! I Uh, knew about that! uh, And that's all he could do in his turn. That sapped everything out of him. Um, It is now the guard's turn. I'm going to do the top first to see who wins up there. You see uh, a couple arrows fly down into your uh, enemies, uh, the mobs. you see uh, a couple of arrows fall down and take out the prone mob. Nice. Um, and then the other ones miss the rest of them. Um, that guy can't see you, Kiron, so he's going to attack the, uh, the guard on your turn. Jeez, they, he did not roll well. Misses your allied guard, and then the other one is going to go for um, Wizwick again. Okay. Uh, he rolled a, uh, uh, 11. So I imagine Mage Armor does beat that. So similarly, he's, he's still just like beating into the ethereal shield and nothing's getting through. He's just like using the pommel of his sword as if it's like a, a, a nut he's trying to crack open. Um, but he's unsuccessful. Um, the, uh, guard in the other corner is going to attack your allied guard. Um, man, they're rolling really bad. Um, he does not successfully hit him. That guard brandishes him away with his shield. Um, that brings us to Scar, and then Kiron, you're on deck. All right. Um, would I know that uh, if I were to attack him or if anybody were to attack him, that uh, it might break his concentration, or is this because he conjured it, it's there until we kill it? Uh, if you're... You wouldn't really have that deep of a knowledge okay. of magic okay. to know okay. the nature okay. of the spell. Okay. Um, so I want to run up the 15 feet that I need, or 10 feet, however many I need to get 
in front of him. Mm -hmm. uh, is he prone? He is. Okay. So uh, I guess first thing I want to do is uh, rip out the dagger that's in his shoulder and just plunge it right back in. All right. Roll to attack with advantage because he's prone. Oh, nice. Um, 25. Damn. Uh, I think that hits. <laughs> All right. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, eight points of piercing damage, and then since he's within five feet of Cal, let's sneak attack, right? Yeah. yeah. And you had advantage, so you get sneak attack. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, that's another five points of piercing damage. So that total was uh, 13 points. Damn. Thir oh, 13 points total? Yeah. Uh, describe how you kill this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to kill him. Um, should okay. I specify that beforehand? Uh, you're fine. I think okay. you can specify that. It's um, in the future, specify yeah. beforehand. Before. Um, okay. And just for reference for rules with uh, non-lethal killing, only be done in a melee attack. Um, you can't do non-lethals with spells um, or uh, arrows and that kind because it's just doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> so non-lethally, you're, you're, so I'm imagining, describe how you non-lethally take him out. All right. So he's already prone. So I guess I'm just going to run up and like knee in his chest, got the, the dagger that I took out and put back in. And then I'm going to uh, take out another one and just hold it to his throat. Okay. Um, so you rush forward, you kind of dash on top of him as he's prone down. You see as you put your knee to his back, um, you see his hand just sort of like he peels it away from the bloodied spot and it's sort of like his flesh comes off with it. And you sort of twist him over and hold the dagger to his neck and he's just sort of... <sighs> you see he slowly passes out as, from blood loss. He is still alive, but he is um, unconscious. All right, Scarlet. Is there anything else you want to do? Um, no, I'm just gonna just gonna stay there. All right, Kiran, you're up. Um, from the shadows, I swing or Kiran swings his quarter staff right down the head of the uh, the enemy guard. To him. Uh, go for it. Uh, go. Uh, you get to attack with advantage because you're hit. Yeah. Dirty twenty. That hits. Roll damage. Dirty six. Dirty six. All right. 36. Oh, 36. You roll that fabled D40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you sort of, the guard, it literally six seconds ago, saw you disappear and sort of, and then saw the great, like, uh, you know, wood earth elemental rise up and you sort of panicked and uncertain what to do. And then he sees you pop back in whack him with your staff he co comes right down onto his head and he's disoriented he's still alive though but he's sort of like reeling back from it um anything else you want to do no nah, i'm good thing all right uh timber you're up uh, help <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna run up and attack the the guard that's uh, closest to me. Yep. Go ahead and roll damage. Roll damage already? Wow. <laughs> I mean, roll to attack. 
Yeah, that's not gonna hit. That's a that's a twelve. That unfortunately does not hit. Um, uh, anything else you'd like to do? Try. Try, try a little bit. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, done. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, with that, um, it is the captain's turn. I just completely forgot about something, but it's fine. It's too late now. <laughs> Ooh, that's the best feeling. <laughs> uh, six, five, five, so he's going to come down and swing for the ash guard that uh, Timber just attacked. Ooh, and that is going to hit. Oh! But he did. Damn it! <laughs> Can I retcon something? Uh, if I hadn't already started doing stuff, I may have said yes. What do you? What right, do you what well, do you if do? this guy doesn't die, because I, I would He's have not going to die. I would have had advantage because I pack hacking. Oh, oh. Well, if, in that case, yeah. Go ahead and, re and roll your, your advantage roll. Tactic. Uh, I think it's going to hit. It's seventeen. That hits. Go ahead and All roll right, damage. Cool. Hey, that'll hit that. Good. You always got to attack Good. to make sure that you got your friends around. That isn't uh, an eight. And he's got to roll eight? an eight. Okay. And then he's got to roll DC six. Uh, he failed. Oh, what's the DC again? Eleven. Oh, yeah, he fails. Okay. Um, so he's prone. Um... So what, what you see, anyone looking, you see the wolf leap onto this man, bite into his, uh, right into his face, I'll say, <laughs> and then sort of like pull back and sort of, sort of like this big jagged toothy scar uh, gash across his face. And then as he, you pull back and the man's sort of like, oh, oh, you see the captain's sword comes down and cuts right into his throat and his head rolls off and the man dies. Captain, Wait, he's um... dead? After that? Yeah. Well, yours. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, ki I'm kidding. Do you want him to be alive? Turns out he's a lich. Alright, uh, Wizwick, you're up, and then Cal, you're on deck. Wait, did the golem get a turn? Oh, shit. I didn't even roll in this shit. say this shit. Let me see that golem, by the way. I want to see that model. What the fuck is wrong with you? So, you know what's great is that I rolled really low. On the initiative for it, so it would go next. <laughs> you didn't collect the work. That's you, Clay. Jesus. All right. So uh, something, uh, the golem he goes towards its closest, closest NPC to it, um, because non-player character. Or anyone goes to its closest. Oh. Okay. Did I just move that? No. no you're good. good. <laughs> All right. So it's sort of. Moves this way, oh. comes down. Ah. Hold it up to the camera. I want to see oh. it. Oh, focus. Not oh. close. Close enough. Oh. It's pretty cool. I'll, sh I'll show you after. It's a it's an air elemental glued the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I left my earth elemental at my parents' house. Classic. <laughs> um, nerd. Uh, Super nerd. Uh, so it's going to actually swipe at the enemy Ashguard. Um, it seems to not be discerning enemies at this point. With a slam attack. Slam. Oh, uh, yes. 
Come on, it's like See, not so bad. And like, it definitely definitely hits. You, what you gonna do? You, what you gonna do? It's one. We got less than 50 seconds on that, buddy. We can't. <laughs> it dealt so little damage. Uh, but it's enough. <laughs> it, you see, uh, I guess, Curon, you would be the first person to see this. And Wiswick, you'd also see it. It's sort of slowly, it's sort of ethereal. Like, its legs are kind of a mixture of... Uh, they're each like sort of a swirl of the bloody fountain water as it just sort of and then just brings a hand up and slams down on the ash guard and just completely crushes his entire body into the ground, killing him. Oh. Hey. All right. Now you're up, Wiswick. Uh, I got options. Wait. What do you think? people. I, I, I don't know if this is metagaming, but my options are cause fear on the elemental, or I could try and clean up the water, maybe get rid of its source of power. That's feasible. I like the sound of that. I like a little bit of, like a little bit of cheekiness, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna go odds water evens cause fear. I don't think I. my guess is it's immune to fear, man. Well, guess what? I rolled the 12, so here it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just for flavor's sake, uh, the skull that was around my head, like a helmet, uh, yeah. that was like staring at the archmate uh, druid, slowly like fades around my head. Like my head stays the same, like looking at the guy in front of me, but the skull like twists, and there's like a streak of light in the eye sockets of the skull as it like right. points and shoots its direction towards the uh elemental and uh rolls roll a charisma saving throw unless it's immune so i mean let me uh look one more time condition immunities wow somehow it's not <laughs> um, it's immune to like every other condition <laughs> what's the uh the dc on that 14 14 for charisma and it's charisma you said yes okay it rolled a natural 14 it resists it because it has plus one oh, no. um, so <clears throat> you see the your, your visage more charismatic than me <laughs> uh, this thing uh, uh, swirls around you and shoots these frightening beams at the creature and it's sort of just like its hand is on the corpse of the uh, guard it just killed and it just sort of looks up what could be its head it's mostly just an amalgam of dirt, rock and, and, and wood as it just sort of and it just like lifts its hand up as the mangled body collapses down nothing happens is there, anything oh, else? Shit. <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, I think that's it for Wiswick. All right, Cal, you're up. Right. Um, okay, I guess I'm going to run at it. <laughs> right. And I'm going to stab it. <laughs> 
It's basically all the help. Like, no, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump down those those fucking shit. You're gonna jump down? All right. Yeah. Give me a, uh, give me a dexterity saving throw or an acrobatics check. Acrobat. Ooh, it's a natural 19 for a right. 23 acrobatics. Very nice. You get down without wasting anything. Best. You get just up to it. I have a stab it. Stab away. Stabbing. 12 plus 4 is a 16. Just hits. Yay, I'm the best. <laughs> uh, uh, eight damage. Eight damage. All right. Uh, what kind of damage is that? Piercing. Piercing. Okay. So you go up and you charge forward, or you leap down, first of all, seeing your friends in danger. Charge forward and you go and you stab the creature and you find purchase. It cuts through the bark and stone sort of natural armor. But you find when it gets in there, it just doesn't quite get the same purchase you would think it gets. It still takes damage, but not quite as much. Would one say it takes half damage? One might say it takes half damage. <laughs> one might say it has some sort of resistance. Hey guys, I'm useless here. What do we got? <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, Cal, anything else? No. All right, so it is the guard's turn. So I'm going to do the guards on the tops first. Would they really still be fighting? Uh, yeah, they are. Like, would they have looked down and been like, oh, shit, there's a fucking monster, you know? Monsters! There's, there's definitely some oh, shit going on. I'm a little um, sick. My voice is fucked up. Come on. But, but your side... <laughs> bite your, your side fucking eyebrows off. <laughs> Your side rolled pretty high, um, oh, so uh, the battle may be closing at the top part. Um, so if you do see a few arrows coming down, um, one of uh, a few of them go towards the uh, golem, uh, but the one of them does go towards that guard attacking Wizwick. And definitely, it definitely hits him. Uh, deals and deals uh, five points of piercing damage on him. So, Wizwick, you see him just sort of, like, bashing against your shield still, um, not even really noticing the carnage behind him, uh, as an arrow just sort of goes right in his shoulder and just sort of uh, knocks him off his, his rhythm. Knocks him off his rhythm. Uh, and um, a few gotta arrows go... Gotta get pedophiles off the rhythm. Gotta get him off the rhythm. <laughs> Walk up and I push him. I'll just push him. All right, we gotta get, keep playing. Uh... <laughs> Uh, oh, jeez, these three arrows are running real low. So the three arrows all scatter across the golem's back. Nothing nothing finds purchase. All right. Um, and then, actually, we have our guards on the ground who are going to attack. So they're all going to charge towards this thing and try to do as much as they can. That's three attacks on the golem from guards. That one misses. That one misses. And a natural 20. Woo! <laughs> uh, that started to clear. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that is... Is, is he the one you love? 10. <laughs> That's 10 points of... Um, or short swords, actually. Cal don't love nobody. Short swords are piercing, right? Yeah. Yep. Cheers, so, Daddy. again, doesn't quite find purchase, but definitely deals some damage. All right, uh, Scarlet, you're up, and then Kieran, you're on deck. Um, 
I have a question about produce flame. Yeah. Um, do I have to cast it on a previous turn in order to be able to throw it, or can I cast it and throw it in the same turn? Because it says you can also attack with the flame, although doing so ends the spell. When you cast the spell or as an action on a later turn, you can hurl the flame at a creature within 30 feet of you. Yeah, when you cast a spell, you can throw, it said. You yeah, can it's, throw. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just that you don't have the flame anymore. So any yeah, light, you, light you were creating is gone. Yeah, but, okay. um Okay. You can throw it when you cast it. Cool. I'm going to do that. All right. Uh, roll a spell attack. Uh, okay. It's just that the uh, range is a little short. Oh. It's oh, what is the range? Feet. It's 30 I feet. I think it's 30. Uh, well, can I jump and get within 30 feet? Oh, well, wait. No, I don't want to leave the guy. It is 30 feet, yeah. Um, you could... So if you jump okay. down... Uh-huh. Hey, do we think if we killed the guy, it would end the golem? I already knocked him out. Right. You're 40 feet away, so if you jump down, you'll you'll be able to get in uh in range. Okay. Just you give me a him out. give Sorry. me a uh, constitution or a dexterity saving throw or an acrobatics check. He would not be able to maintain his concentration. Right, right, right. and it went crazy. It started attacking everyone. Well, when, may... when I, you didn't see it do anything right, before it went there. unconscious, so you don't really know yet. Um, the druid is your... not its source of magic, it seems. Uh, Scarlet, magic. what did you get for dexterity? Uh, 17. All right, easy enough. So you could definitely get within uh, 30 feet of it. Cool. Um, all right. 13. Uh, what was your... Um, is that what your spell attack with your spell attack modifier? Yeah, it was a seven plus six. <sighs> that does not hit, unfortunately. You see it. Uh, you you even though you jump down tactfully and uh, masterfully as a rogue, you uh, just narrowly sort of softball it up, and it just it the beast just sort of reels back in a moment, and it kind of scatters across its shoulder, dealing no damage. That would have been so cool. All right. Um, well, I didn't use. I only used ten feet of movement, and I did not use my bonus action. So I'm gonna scurry my way back up there. Are you gonna try to climb back up or walk around? Uh, I've got the movement to walk around. Right? How much movement do you have left? Oh, we well, have your bonus have action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can easily get back up. Cool. All right, Scarlet. That was your turn. Kiran, you're up. Uh, Kiron will calmly walk up to the creature, place a hand on it, and cast Inflict Wounds. <laughs> All right, give me that attack roll. 16. Ooh, that just hits! Nice. <laughs> give us that sweet, sweet, uh, Inflict Wounds roll. Necrotic damage. Nice. Sorry, one second. That's a lot of dice. Oh yeah, yeah that's a big and yet I only got eleven points of necrotic damage. Right. Still good. Yeah. So you see, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, Cal, you watch as you sort of stab and you're sort of trying to pull your blade out. You see Kieran gently step past you. I'd say he even, I, I'd, uh, 
judge to say he puts a hand on your shoulder before going up and putting <laughs> a hand to the creature. And you see the, a very gentle touch. And as soon as his two middle fingers touch, you see this light uh, flash across the entire creature's body. And you see it just sort of reel back. And it doesn't exude any noises of pain, just sort of as this necrotic damage flows through its its uh, entity, um, dealing 11 points of necrotic damage. Anything else, Kiron? That will be all for me. All right, Timber, you're up. I am going to um, use my bonus action to dash with a key point. Okay. I am going to... Actually, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Before I do that, uh, can I make over to the guy that's threatening Wiswick? Uh, with your dash? No, no, with, without speed? 50. 50 without the dash? Um, let's, let's, let's take a look. You crazy monks. Wow, you just make it. Nice. Alright, uh, I wish to do things with my mouth. Uh, you also have man. advantage because you're flanking him with Wizwick. Can I get double advantage? Yeah. <laughs> no such thing as double I know, advantage. I know, I know. But I mean, you uh, could say it's single advantage because I don't have a weapon. <laughs> okay, uh, that is a um, a twenty, a dirty twenty. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. I shall rip his that. fucking throat out. At the three, <laughs> and that's a four, and that is nine damage. Ooh, okay. Uh, so yeah, so you see. Uh, as you're dashing forward, you see the chaos of the monster. You see the the uh, fireball skim across its shoulder, and then you uh, see an arrow hit into the guy's back, and he sort of turns. And as he turns, you leap forward and just rip into his throat and rip it out. And, yeah. uh, and just your face is covered in this man's blood. It's actually squirting out a little bit as his body falls limp to the ground. Tracheas everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo I love me some uh, trachea. Yeah. You think, doggy? You've had so much trachea in this campaign. Yeah. What a good boy. Man gizzard. Uh, anything else, Timber? Uh, just cry a little bit. Minor action. Okay. <laughs> you hear uh, Timber after ripping this man's throat out, you just hear a few... Oh. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a good trachea. Uh, it wasn't good. It was rough. Uh, all right. So it's the captain's turn what? now. Rough and wriggling. Oh, whoa. Oh, man. Those druids smoke too many leaves. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many people around this thing that everyone gets advantage on its attack. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah, they're in around. melee range. But uh, the captain's going to attack. Um, so that's a natural 19. That's definitely going to hit. Um, and that is eight points of piercing damage. It doesn't quite find as much purchase, yeah, but still, like it's still hacking away, and you can see bits of bark and stone falling away from the, the uh, elemental's body. Um, that leads us to the elemental's turn. All right. So I got to take stock of all the enemies around him. One, two, three, four, five. Five enemies. Okay, who's he going to attack? It's going to be random. Five enemies. Use a D twenty. Actually, no. Use a use a D five. 
Yeah, D5. Oh, yeah. Right? Hey, the old D5. D5! The old D5. No, I'm gonna use Okay, so that is a... All right, he's going to go for the captain. Fuck the cap. All right, so you hey! See the, um, you see the elemental turning, and it's... And it's oh, and he's going to go for the captain. All right, so that is... Oh, actually misses! Oh, my God, he rolled a natural two. <laughs> um, so you see the captain having just sort of dashed his blade into the creature, you see its form sort of moving as if uh, one sort of amalgamous liquid. And then it comes and it brings a hand up to try to swoop the captain up and bring him down. But he just narrowly jumps away from it and then dashes forward, ready to attack again. Uh, unfortunately, the creature misses. Um, seems fortunate. Yeah. Seems fortunate. Uh, Wizwick, you're up. Okay. Uh... Let's wake this Wiz. Wizwick, uh, he he holds back his deep uh, desire to jump on the dog's back and make an, end, an epic comeback. <laughs> Instead, just walks a couple of feet forward to the monster, so he's ten feet away, mm -hmm. and casts the magnificent poison spray converted into a conflagration spray. Uh, please dexterity saving throw, giant rock monster. <laughs> All right, it does not have good dexterity. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, what's the save? Because it 14, got a natural 14. 14, I think. No! Right? Minus one. 15. So unfortunately. Yeah, no, no good. No so you see, you see the flames erupt around the creature and kind of... Uh, swirl around and just don't quite find purchase through its thick hide. Um, you see, like, the wood is singeing around it, but the creature is still going strong. Uh, anything else, Wiswick? No, I think... Well, I actually just kind of want to look around. Like, is it still... You said, like, it has the blood on its feet, right? And then is it, like, still attached to the uh, ritual circle, or has it, like, completely... Has all the blood from the ritual circle, like, absorbed into its toes? Uh, I'll say with the rest of your turn, you can look and see, and, it, and it's the, the blood and the water that was sort of mingled with the blood has all sort of mingled up into its total body. It's most common around the base, but it's sort of seeping in throughout all of it. The blood is definitely what's fueling it, what you can tell, but it's, um, the blood is all within it. Um, okay. There's no, no, where there was the pool is now sort of a, a mess of ruined stone, grass, and bits of root. Very good. I'm done. All right. Uh, Cal, you're up. Okay. I'm going to stab it. Um, but with advantage, right? Yeah. Okay. Just slowly pick this thing away. Okay, it's <laughs> 23 to hit. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. So, 12 damage. 12 damage. All right. So, as always, it's sort of just, you, you get it in, and this one goes a little deeper, and you can sort of, like, feel like it's getting it's some purchase through the, the, the hard hide, but it's still reduced. I um, wiggle it a little. <laughs> you, for a moment your blade bends in an unusual way and you're like no 
Um, all right. Uh, so above, uh, this is the last roll to determine the combat above. And your boys succeed. So a few arrows come flying down from the top. Um, from what you can see above, it seems like they've largely taken care of the Ashgard. Um, and it is only a few of your archers remain, but they are there. Um, and having a moment to take notice, they uh, a few of them light their arrows up. Nice. Light them up, 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 light them up, up. First one misses, natural one. So you see an arrow scatter into the uh, courtyard and, and uh, flame out onto the ground. Next, natural two. The next one also oh scatters to the ground. And the last one. All right, that one hits. That's a dirty 20. Um, so that is four points of piercing damage reduced. And then another... Another, uh, ooh, that was nice. It's, oh, actually, I rolled the wrong dice. Oh, <laughs> oh same roll and different dice. Uh, so that's, uh, um, so uh, you see the fire actually let, where the arrow hits in and finds purchase. You see some of the wooden parts and the natural bits start to light into flames. Um, and it seems like the creature takes a lot more damage from that. Oh, yeah. Boy, howdy. All right, uh, and then uh, our three guards take swipes at it with their little swords. Swiper, swipe them. First one misses. Second one misses. Third one misses. Wait, don't they so all they're have hacking away at it. Wait, don't, don't they all have advantage? Oh, they, they do. do. Good call. Oh my god. Did he still miss? Yeah, first one still missed, but the same natural one. Second one still missed. Oh They're all rolling lower than 10. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> They all miss again. They're hacking at this thing's base. Uh, Scarlet, you're up. Then Kiran, you're on deck. Okay, seeing that fire do what it did, I'm going to try that exact same thing again. All Jump right, go down. Do you want uh, acrobatics first? I would, but you're still going to be able to get in um, range of it. It's just gonna determine if you have movement left to get back up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say 26. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just leave, leave her where she is. Okay. <laughs> She's gonna go back. All right. I so, know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and roll to, uh, roll to attack. Okay, same thing, produce flame, hurl it. God damn it. Nine. You have advantage. Nine? You have advantage. Nine. Do I have advantage? No, you don't. Ranged uh, attacks don't have advantage for flanking. She has no, advantage because no, no. she acrobatic so high. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> so the, the flames, similarly in the action and the creature ro roiling around, the flames don't quite find purchase. They hit one of the stone parts and scatter it scatters across, um, dealing no damage, unfortunately. What, what, would you, what else would you like to do? Um, I have not used my bonus action yet, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, I would like to, uh, hold on. Where is everybody in relation to this creature? So uh, I see Cal. They're all around it. The only person who's not within 10 feet of it is, uh, Timber. All right. Um... Fuck it. 
All right, I would like to cast Erupted Flesh and charge it. Okay, so you have 20 more feet of movement. So that'll get you... Can I get... Oh, no, I'm not going to be able to get to it. Uh, what's the range on that again? Uh, 20 foot radius. Oh, yeah, you definitely will be able to hit it. I think. You can get within 5 feet or 10 feet of it. Oh, sweet. Uh, it says, when your flesh first cracks, enemy creatures within five feet of you must make a deck saving throw. Oh, well, it's not within five feet of you. Uh, so it's at the top of its turn, and we'll take the damage. Okay. Um, so I don't roll anything right now, right? Not yet, yeah. Okay. All right. But for all of you paying attention, <laughs> Scarlet just jumped down, uh, produced a fireball, flung it at the beast, it Scattered away, she got mad. <laughs> and you saw her literally go, like, like, gritting her teeth, charges forward, holding no weapons. You're so, why is she running at this thing? No <laughs> she gets about uh, 10 feet from it, and you see, anyone who's close can see her flesh has essentially cracked, like, uh, uh, magma, and there's this radiating glow of uh, um, red-hot heat coming off of her body. It's quite frightening. <laughs> uh, but it's not doing anything yet. Kiron, you're up. So close. Um, seeing the chaos around him, he asks for divine guidance from Ilvania, places both his hands on the creature, and inflicts wounds. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. With advantage? Question mark? Uh, it's a if touch. It's a melee. It's, it's, if it's melee, then yes. Yeah. I'm touching the beast. It is a touch spell, so yes, you do get advantage. Swagtastic. So that's going to be a 21. That definitely hits. Come on, Daddy needs to kill an Earth Elemental. That is so much. Jesus Christ, only 13 damage of Necrotic. Okay, it's still quite a doozy. Um, hey, hey, buddy, you should roll better. Uh, so, uh, uh, Kiron taking his hand off and then immediately kind of slaps both hands on and you see that same wave of light flash across the entire beast's body and it deals uh, a lot of damage. So you see parts of the creature starting to fall off of it. You see like stones and bits and water pouring out of it as it's sort of struggling to withhold its form. Uh, anything else? Um... No, that's going to be all. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you very much. Timber, you're up. Timber's going to look at this thing and say, I'm a dog. I can't <laughs> do anything. And then he's going to run over to the arch steward and just okay. look at his body. Oh, no. <laughs> don't bite his throat! As you run by. Don't, don't. Oh, you can definitely get up there. You're licking that, you're licking that unconscious druid. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, I'm licking his trachea right now. <laughs> roll, for, roll for taste. Roll for taste. Oh. Uh, that's my turn. That's it. Timber. I'd like a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Okay. What? Why? What? No. <laughs> good. Same that movie. That's a 15. Wait, no, no. That's a 14. Sorry. The happening. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't okay. actually lick so, his. I didn't actually lick. But I, was, I was kidding around. 
Still covered in blood, buddy. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yes, I am. You, you think about it. There's a moment <laughs> where there's the bestial nature. It's like... But then Timber comes back through and you resist eating another trachea. <laughs> <laughs> no more tracheas for this good boy. Um, <laughs> They're just so good. All right. It is uh, the captain's turn. Captain's gonna go for a swing with Uh-oh. advantage. Captain hits for a nice, uh, a nice smooth three points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that one? <laughs> uh, no, that was already halved. Oh, um, okay. Uh, all right, it's the um, uh, the druid elemental creature. The uh, his turn, Scarlet. What is the Rules on the creature starting their turn within uh, the range. Enemies that start their turn within five feet of you take 1d8 points of fire damage. Fortunately, he is not within five feet of you. Oh. So Kyo doesn't work. So he's not close enough to feel the heat of your crackled skin. I am, and I'm very good. Conf- it's, it's, it's a, oh, no, it's a you? you feel like he, he does it say, uh, it's actually, enemy. Does it say creature or enemy? Uh, it says creature. Uh, enemies that start their turn. Okay, good. So you're you're good. But I'm still confused. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely still confused about the. Uh... Y'all motherfuckers run around here with fucking lava skin and hurdy hands, and I'm just like, well, you know, I got a sword. Hurdy <laughs> <laughs> hands. I'm just 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 a man with a sword. <laughs> I make clothes. I'm 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 a man with a sword. I've got. Nice oh, clothes. <laughs> uh, so They're probably ruined now. The creature <laughs> is going to um, go for it. The last being to deal significant damage to it. It's going to attack you, Kiron. Uh-oh. Does a uh, 14 hit? No. No, it does not. Oh, that's right. You've got your freaking ailment. <laughs> yeah. So, Kiran, after slapping it with your inflict wounds and just getting a real good slap on there, little, little patty cake. Um, see the form just twist around and it just comes up and it's ready to. Uh, oh, I was totally gonna do something different. I didn't do it. It's too late. Uh, and it just comes down, but you're able to, with your your reflexes, jump out of the way as its its hand goes into the ground and you see sort of the roots and and bone and blood just sort of sink into the ground a little bit, but it just narrowly misses you. Wizwick, it's back to you. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> All right. Uh, 14, right? Bomb bubble. Yep. Dexterity saving throw. All right. <laughs> Natural yeah, yeah, 19. Oh my, God. oh, my God. I'm rolling really well for the elemental and really poorly for those guards. <laughs> Damn um, you, cantrips. <laughs> <laughs> But he makes the save, the flames again, sort of just erupting around it and not making purchase. Um, Cal, you're up. (laughs) He's going to die from really slow piercing moves. I I, (laughs) fucking, uh, Jesus Christ, I'll just... just, We're just going to sculpt it. I'm just going to stab it. I'm going to fucking stab it. (laughs) With advantage, which I get a natural 20. Oh, <laughs> oh man, you might. Oh, 
I please roll well. Fuck, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah, that's right. That's fucking eight. That's an eight out of eight on the damage, you motherfucker. <laughs> kill this fucker. What is that? Twelve? That's twelve plus a natural twenty. Fuck this guy. I hate this guy. I've always hated this guy. Fucking so in, out of the fucking ground, <laughs> making my friend become magma. What the fuck is happening? Uh the true Endurian accent coming out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, everything else is an epic. It's like but, Staten Island, maybe. All of us have secrets. You got a fucking. You got. What are you fucking doing? What is this fucking guy doing? All right. Fuck Tim. Sorry. Please explain how you critically kill this this uh, fucking wood and blood elemental. All right. Just <laughs> <laughs> weird. I'm going to like like uh with my rapier, yes, I know it's piercing, but I'm gonna slash with a hamstring against right leg, which I think is the one I'm next to. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna spin to like behind it to hamstring its left leg, and then I'm gonna step underneath its leg so as it falls forward I just stick my sword up and it goes right through its brain hand. Yeah. Yeah. So what what happens essentially is you're doing all of this, and you see as as this these flames erupt across it from uh, from Scarlet, and even more flames are erupting all around it from Wizwick. There's just sort of this dance of fire engulfing this creature, and as you're sort of feeling the heat, you find through the burning, singeing wood, you find purchase to get that slash through, brings its leg down. You see the creatures coming down as you sort of find your way underneath it, bring your sword up right into where its brain would be, its head would be, and you see the entire thing collapses into pieces and scatters across the courtyard. Stick, bloody water, and stone and earth scattering everywhere as the creature comes down and you hear from above on the walls, you hear cheers from the guards, and you hear mm. hurrahs and you see sort of the clearing of, of this beast's demise as you have successfully Eliminated the Ash Guard in the courtyard and subdued the Archdruid Orlin without killing him. I, uh, I, stand there, I stand there as it falls apart around me and I just go and I look down and my clothes are all dirty. And like, <laughs> Damn it. I, I'll fix that up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good job, team. You did it. Uh, much easier than I thought you would. <laughs> but it's also with some difficulty. You just sent us uh, into combat at 10.50 p.m. Thinking yeah. it's going to be really hard. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so we're going to end there. We're going to pick up right immediately after the battle in the next session. Um, and uh, for your reference, you are all level three now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, level three. So we will... Uh, <laughs> so once the... Um, once the streams end, stream ends, we'll do some quick uh, HP rolls and uh, talk out any leveling things you want to talk about. Those of you stuck with us all the way to 11.36, sorry we went so late. We're not usually going to go this late, but that was an epic battle. Thanks go for joining us. Go watch the final Star Wars uh, trailer. Yeah, that's what go I watch the final Star Wars trailer. <laughs> episode 2 is should be up tonight, and Episode 3 will be up sometime this week. Please catch up if you are behind. Show your friends. Thanks for sticking around with us. Have a great evening, and I hope you enjoyed Advantage in Paradise. Yeah, eat some more pasta, too, while you're at it. Okay? All right, bye.
just out of curiosity, what is your favorite pasta? Uh, mine, I it's it goes back and forth between angel hair or rigatoni. Uh, thanks for checking in with us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this uh, episode, third episode. What a battle! Our first real combat. It's crazy. Uh, be sure to tune in for next episode. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Bye. On today's secret message, Tim, secret, Tim's secret Tim message on the secret Tim message for today. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine.